0: <laughs> I, think I
1: think they've got some <laughs> I'll need to check it, but I'm sure I've seen some like animated stuff with Grateful Dead, and I listened to a bit of it. And I thought, like, even for an anime nerd like me, I <laughs> I could handle it. Oh, it's great uh, of anime. Like, is it is it real? It, no, no, it was like it wasn't like proper anime. It was like seventies uh, hippie animation shit.
0: Man, I know it's not anime, although it is. Uh... Japanese, but that's so crazy that Eric Clapton has that album with the cover. Oh yeah, the by... e- Evangelion one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, the Neon Genesis Evangelion person. I was just listening to the 2009 U2 album, No Line on the Horizon.
1: Yeah, you say that like I'm going to know what it is.
0: Well, I just said what it is. It's a U2 album oh. that was released in the year oh, 2009. U2? Two, Did
1: you say?
0: I thought you said YouTube. YouTube? (laughs) No. Oh, oh, as in I'm just listening to some shit on YouTube? Yeah. No, no. (laughs) No, I'm listening to the rock band U2, the Irish rock band formed in, uh, like, what, 1976 or something? No, I love a bit of U2 me. Did you see that Jerry Adams recently shot down Bono? Not literally. Uh, (laughs) he, He shot down Bono's claims in his new memoir, that he's bit that he was like on an IRA hit list and
1: Jerry Adam, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Adams in his weekly. Comment. Oh, I didn't see that yeah, it was like don't Jerry you're not you technically weren't in the IRA, remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, testing, testing. Can you hear me alright? Yeah, yeah. Jerry Adams was like, this is news to me. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I thought you weren't in the leadership of the IRA, my man. I Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, be- I believed him. I trust Jerry Adams.
1: Maybe it was after, like, it was all declassified, like Martin McGuinness got drunk one night, and it's like, hey, Jerry, you want to see the lists?
0: You want to see the
1: people we're going to kill?
0: Bono, number one. <laughs> Bono, number one, two
1: the, and three. The
0: Edge, number two. <laughs> uh, Larry Clayton, Jr., number three. And, 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 and No, sorry, Adam Clayton, number three, and Larry Mullen, Jr., number four.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, showing him the private photos of him and Jeremy Corbyn planning it.
0: <laughs> Hi, Geraint.
1: Just, Yo, I, guy, my
0: man? I was just listing the members of you two because
2: we, we were talking about IRA hit lists. It's, it's a good hit list and you've got to hand it to him.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently, according to somebody, well, I, say, I, I guess, of course, why would Gerry Adams have any insider knowledge of going on in the Irish Republican Army, i say. But according to Gerry Adams, anyway, not true.
2: They weren't even on the hit list. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Told him. Bono wasn't
0: Bono wasn't anyway. Maybe 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 Larry yeah. Mullen Jr was.
2: <laughs> the other, he
0: hates the other
2: 3 but thinks Bono's quite cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, he did. He had some pretty scathing comments in the piece for Bono's approach to the troubles. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'd have to tell you. Uh, <laughs> Bleep this bit out, but milk was uh, going through milk private belongings. so it turns out he was a member of the IRA in the 60s and 70s.
0: Oh cool. Well what, we all support the IRA here.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, but like he was like literally a member. <laughs> like, he, was, like, <laughs> he had like, like letters from uh, IRA people and stuff in there.
0: But that's what Good Friday Agreement was all about. It was just saying it was cool if you were in the IRA.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was always called cool to be in the IRA. <laughs> it's never not been called cool to be in the IRA. But for one brief shining moment, the centrists were allowed to
2: admit it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but legally, legally it's now called <laughs> to be in the IRA. But, well, but, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're in it now, you might want to
1: keep that quiet. Yeah, if you're, if you're like the real <laughs> IRA or what's it? Yeah, the real IRA, the provisional IRA. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like when the uh, New World Order splits up into Wolfpack and Hollywood. <laughs> we spent years
2: around the negotiating table and they've come to the conclusion that this is, square brackets, legal.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, if Elon Musk like, does unban all the Twitter accounts, like, I'm going to get this rigid Miller back. And he's just like going to be going harder <laughs> by capes. You've yeah, got to back, you gotta do a back, you gotta
2: do a back from the dead sort of arc with him. You know, he's been on an odyssey. Uh, he's been to the very depths and back because of what, uh, uh, <laughs> b- b- because of what Michael Crick put him through.
1: Yeah, yeah. My- <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna be like tweeting pictures of bullets to Michael. Crick and Michael dates.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: wait, so so hang ha- hang on a second. Uh, so it- Elon Musk. Is he just gonna bring all banned accounts back in just one what, fell swoop? No. Or is what, he gonna what, let you apply?
1: I I don't think you can do that. What you like said 80. specifically
2: is that no one would get like a lifetime ban anymore. Okay. So yeah, presumably, yeah, that's good. I agree with that. The sort of really bad shit that gets people perma banned sometimes now would get people like a couple of years ban. And some of the the really petty shit that you guys keep getting banned for would be, like, yeah, you're banned from Twitter for a month or something, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm against the death penalty, uh, and the only form of life I recognise is uh, the life that takes place on Twitter. So I think that this is a brave humanitarian gesture from
2: our new Musk overlords.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Elon Musk, he's just going to get bored in a couple of months and, like, just hand it off. Like, he does with all of his shit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He might be chaos for a couple of months, but then it'll just sort of go back to something close to normal, just based on whoever he's hired. To do as close job to for him.
1: normal as Twitter has.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, If he's got any sense, like, the obvious thing to do is just go to Trump and say that you can come back if you do mostly posting rather than, like, <laughs> try to incite riots. Right? Just, like... You but know, that is his posting. Start start beef with, like, the Coca-Cola Corporation, right? <laughs> Brilliant. That's the good shit. That's what everyone wants, right? And, you know, we'll let you, like, really vaguely hint at civil disobedience, <laughs> but you, you can't be, like, Storm the Capitol, lads, you know? None of that.
0: <laughs> is that what Trump got banned for?
2: I, that's what he got... Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Because he was basically... Doing like sort of four out of five nudge nudge wink wink. I support this sort of stuff, wouldn't he? Uh, he did while, way while worse that was shit going that. on.
0: He posted. Oh, yeah, way yeah. Worse... Uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not did. Again, the only form of life I recognize is the life that takes place on Twitter. He he posted <laughs> way worse shit than
2: that. Yeah, but it didn't get perma banned for it. so it's No. Fine. <laughs> exactly.
1: Wow. Yeah, like, Tom's like the uh, Polanski of Twitter, where his stuff is really good, but he's a terrible human being, and should, probably shouldn't be allowed to do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true of,
2: like, half the people we cover on this podcast, really, isn't it? Yeah, and speaking of terrible human
0: beings, some sad news today, fellas. <laughs> Uh, Johnny Polio is no longer with us. Oh wait, no, he was killed by the parents of his victims, he is back. Uh, no, Jerry Lee Lewis is no longer with us. It's a shame, it's a shame. Um...
1: It's a shame, like, he, he was really good. Like, he's like my third favourite pedophile rock star after Gary... <laughs> <laughs> after Gary Glitter and Bob Dylan.
3: <laughs> oh, you bastard. You fucking bastard. What well, are you? I don't know if many of you know, but Jerry is gone. And we're going to play this song, what it is. his. Jerry will live forever. We all know that. that is the nature of the hard left. And of course we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any
0: dissent. We know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left.
1: You just said that we were right to right wing the hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without
3: compensation. Hard left wing position. Hard left, the 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 hard left. Hard left, the hard left, the hard left. Well, you know, I
1: don't believe these lies and smears about Mr. Dylan. But I'd even have... if they were two, Jack would still continue. You <laughs> can point. alienate
2: half the real politic fan base here by simply asking where Richie Edwards falls on that league table. Well, is he a paedophile? He allegedly dabbled with underage sex workers when they were abroad on tour at some point. Oh, uh, I want God. to say Thailand. It's one of those things, it's not like officially, officially on the record, but... People who are close to the band have sort of hinted that he did some dodgy. Sort
0: of, of... Have they thought of looking
3: there for him? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just... it's like,
0: one gentleman, Mr. Andrew Spooner, came forward and was... said that he had, in fact, <laughs> met Mr. Ryder
1: was I, yeah, I was going to say, like, that. if the
2: alternative is hanging out with Andrew Spooner in some dodgy expat bar or worse, I would actually throw myself off a bridge.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's make it legally clear. Andrew Spooner went to Thailand, not for the sex workers, but uh, I don't know he's into Muay Thai or something. <laughs> But yeah, I, would, Jerry Lewis, I would
2: like to keep my position legally
3: ambiguous <laughs> on
1: Andrew Spooner in Thailand. Yeah. I oh, like to any clarifications at all. There is no legal evidence <laughs> that Andrew Spooner went to Thailand to have... Milk! Mil- That's all I'll say.
0: Not that we've seen.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis, that was, <laughs> that was like uh, the impetus for Johnny Polio, which was yep. for a long time just a joke between me and Jack in the WhatsApps. Yeah. Well, even yeah, did Johnny Polio.
0: Well, as you, as you explained on probably her last episode, Johnny Polio is like a combination of the worst aspects of Jerry Lee Lewis and Gary Glitter. So, like, that's two generations of, like, pedo rock
1: musician. Yeah, like, Johnny Polio is coming up in season two. Yeah, he's in the 70s episode, isn't he? He is, yes. He, he does have one line where he just shouts, I fuck kids. Well, that line, you know, needs to make it through
0: <laughs> focus groups and, and so forth first. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some funny stuff with uh, with Johnny Polio in, in uh, Cast Season 2, that's for sure.
1: But yeah, like I say, like Johnny Polio was just originally a joke between me and Jack in the WhatsApp groups. Oh, and the old group, me and Jack are a part of where we kept talking about Johnny Polio.
0: Yeah, same with Jerry Lee Lewis, actually. Then the next thing you know, there's this little thing called Rock and Roll that's gonna because you know let's be real this is the king of rock and roll. like that pussy elvis like he, he's got nothing on the killer. yeah
1: and that's why jerry lee lewis tried
0: to kill him jerry the killer tried to kill el i mean <laughs> i guess not 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 his finest moment as a killer i
1: a bit, simply like the elvis film where you just got like a two-minute scene of a drunk guy played by gary Busey <laughs> driving up to graceland <laughs> with a gun <laughs>
2: <laughs> have, have, have any of you seen the, the Jerry Lee Lewis film that they did in like the late uh, Oh
0: yes, Great Ball. I of fire. No.
3: The late. I, it's great. That.
2: It it
0: is really fun. And that features a young Dennis Quaid in
1: full eye popping Vince McMahon mode. <laughs> <laughs> like how much of it we- of uh, Jerry Lewis, does it feature in it? Like, does it feature his like marriage to his 14-year-old cousin? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah straight yeah. up. Oh wow!
2: But they, they 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 had got a lot of actual Jerry Lee Lewis like help them make it. Yeah, did, not, like, <laughs> did they not like, dub his vocals in during the, the performance sequence?
3: Yeah, but they did. He, he helped him, like,
2: to make, he helped make
1: it, and he made sure. He like, said,
2: yeah, "Sent sure my, sense to he, my 14-year-old hates the cousin," film, but he was definitely. I guess he was probably skinned, wasn't he? So you know, oh yeah, had, it was that huge that was for him commercially. to sing some songs and yeah. get his back catalogue selling again. But yeah, there is a, like a, an extensive subplot where we point out you're a paedophile and a child molester.
0: Yeah, it's like he's just released his new hit single high school confidential, oh, doing the high school bop, <laughs> doing the high school bop, and then he goes on a UK tour, and he gets off a plane with this, like, child, and everyone's like, hey, is this your daughter? And he's like, no, this is my wife! And then, <laughs> and then he, like, gets cancelled by the 1957 British media. Kind woke Starzy. Yeah, the woke starzy. You can't say or marry anything these days. Well, thankfully for Jerry Lee, he was able to reinvent himself as a successful country star in subsequent decades because I guess, like, they were all fucking each other's cousins or whatever and being pedos. Sorry, I actually like country music, I'm just being a fucking dick.
2: Jesus, this film was a massive flop, it, like... Oh, really? Made, made a loss, yeah, it, like, cost sort of 16, 17 million-ish dollars, and only made less than
1: 14 back. Shit. Oh, I like the fact that, like, Jerry Lewis was a consultant on the film, and he was probably like, no, keep in all the stuff about me and my 14-year-old cousin wife.
3: <laughs> like, we're gonna got us
1: over that? No, no, keep it all in. The soundtrack, I bet the soundtrack sold maybe he re-recorded his music well he doesn't say anything
0: about how it sold uh, on here but yeah wow i assumed that this film was massively
2: popular because um
0: because uh, jack watches it all the time
2: (laughs) because you only watched like weird rock biopics a
0: a gigantic film in my world with a (laughs) star-studded cast including mojo nixon as James Van Eaton, <laughs> Peter Cook as British reporter, and Jerry Lewis credited as the killer the himself <laughs> on vocals and piano in the musical
1: segments. Yeah. Fuck's sake. yeah, I wasn't know Mojo Nixon in the Super Mario Brothers film as well. Oh, maybe I know him because he did
0: some records of Jello Biafra.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sure, like, he played jelly a toad. Biffer, as Mike Gates calls him. <laughs> I'm sure he played a toad in the... Um, he, did, he did, he did.
2: Jesus Christ. I, I, it's been so long since I've seen that film, I can't even remember what toad looked like in the, in man, the film.
0: Man, Alec Baldwin is in this film, is in Great Falls of Fire, so you have
1: actually got a
0: real killer. In it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got a, show <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Foreshadowing.
1: But can you, like, blame Alec Baldwin? Like, if I... If... You know, I, I was on a film set and was alive, going like, "Yeah, I want to test this out." <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't know the specifics of that. Like, I'm sure like Clint Eastwood killed a shitload of extras in like <laughs> in the Italian spaghetti westerns, covered up. They're just, up by they're the just bringing one machine. at the
2: end of the day if it was a long day on set, just to like, get it out of his system.
1: <laughs> yeah it's like so angry at seeing non-white people in italy you know uh, <laughs> big you, in a gun.
0: you know clint eastwood is actually not really um into guns he's not a big gun guy he, he's he's actually a very sensitive artist
1: oh is so he like going to cars like he's got that right. film where he's really into his car and also racism
0: TELL THE GRAND TORINO! Yeah, I've never seen that, I just, <laughs> I just don't... Man, such a fucking travesty when Jamie Cullum takes over the lead vocals from Clint on that tune, one of the greatest crimes of the 21st century.
2: In, incidentally, <laughs> have you seen Ringo Starr's tribute to Jerry Lee Lewis on the timeline? <laughs> yes, <laughs> wishing his family well. Yeah, God bless Jerry Lee Lewis, peace and love to all his family, Ringo. And he's included a picture, a photo with a tweet of Ringo Starr, just in case you didn't know who he was actually saying it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I I mean, yeah, I can imagine there are possibly members of Jerry Lee's family. Who there. It would be too sad to see the back of him. I don't know if he yeah, had some, any... some of them are dads. I don't know if he had any kids with that wife that he murdered, or the other one before her who died in quite suspicious circumstances
1: (laughs) yeah he's very much like the norman mailer of music where yeah he killed his wife but also very talented
0: did norman mailer kill his wife or are you thinking of william s burroughs
1: oh it might be william s burroughs oh no uh, norman mailer like tried to kill his wife (laughs) william s burroughs (laughs) did kill his wife (laughs) okay we're uh... getting
2: esoteric with the libel this week it's good (laughs)
1: Not, to, this is not can right? Like no, li- you, you've
2: clarified. You've clarified now.
0: It's definitely, it's on the record, William S. Burroughs shot yeah. his wife dead in a drunken game with William Tell. <laughs> and I don't know about the mailer thing.
1: The mailer thing was like he stabbed his wife at a party. Fuck
0: it, oh yeah, few, I see that. And then
1: refused to let people call an ambulance.
0: What the fuck? That's
1: insane. Yeah, like they partied harder most times. He had stabbed you know, be... her to relieve
0: her of cancer. And he was committed, because of that, for 17 days.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's like, you'd be at a party, you'd have Norman Mailer, William Burroughs, Jerry Lewis, all just killing my wives. Well, Jerry Lewis Lewis. (laughs) didn't (laughs) almost...
0: Obviously, I misheard. Fff. There, the incident, the stabbing. I mean, has been a focal point for feminist critics of male. Yeah, yeah. No shit. No shit. <laughs> I bet it fucking has. You stab one woman, and they never shut up about it. <laughs> it's like a much, a much, much more minor point. Where like, so I, I read somewhere, or someone said to me, like, you know how Bruce Springsteen says "little girl" all the time in his songs? Yeah, that has been a a point of critique among uh, feminists, <laughs> Femi- <laughs> feminist critiques of Springsteen, and you just think,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's like, <laughs> of course, yeah, you can see why. <laughs> yeah, what's well, that thing you said to me earlier about? Was it Patty Smith?
0: What? Oh, Patty Smith, yes, because um, yeah, so I have my copy. Of her album Easter here, which includes uh, it's a CD copy, and thus, nobody can change the track listing retroactively, and thus it <laughs> includes the song Rock and Roll Blank, which features a certain blank word
1: a considerable number of times. Yeah, black word refers to mostly African Americans. Am I right? Yeah, it does. Although
0: Patty Smith tries to make the point that it refers to her as an outsider artist, Jesus Christ, Grandma, and various other countercultural and subversive figures. And yeah, this song has been taken off streaming services now. Basically. <laughs> Some people on the timeline had noticed this a while back, which is why I got out oh my God, I was going to take a picture and be like, nah, I, I, I posted the joke of just like the woke stars, you can't cancel by compactus. I was just like, if I actually go through the effort of taking the picture, then it would just be like too, too bait, too much like effort to put into a point that I don't actually agree with. <laughs> um, so, in I think the Stereogum article reporting that this had been taken off streaming services, there was this quote from her which... I should clarify that this quote was from, like, 1978 when the song came out, not from the more circumspect Patti Smith of today. As, as Rolling Stone points out, the song was controversial from the time of its release. In 1978, Smith attempted to justify her use of a word in a Rolling Stone interview. Suffering don't make you an N-word. I mean, I grew up poor too. Dot, dot, dot. You think black people are better than white people or something? I was raised with black people. It's like I can walk down the street and say to a kid, Hey, N-word. Oh, I, no. I don't have any oh, su- kind of super respect or fear of that kind of... <laughs> you, like, be
1: I mean, Im- you'd imagine Im- not if you're walking around doing that. Yeah, you'd like, you imagine, like, being a ten-year-old black kid, and perhaps <laughs> before 45 <laughs> you, and just calls you the N-word. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
3: It's
0: crazy. I'm, like... I guess countercultural figures were doing that in the seventies, like white countercultural figures, wrongly, obviously. <laughs> Especially in retrospect, it's clear there were obviously people at the time who thought they shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, there was the John Lennon song "Woman is the N word yeah, of the
2: world." The world.
1: Maybe they should have there was, had... I
2: think that was like when there were some early attempts to reclaim the word, and so on. There were some really just ill-advised, like, broadly liberal or left white people who thought, yeah, reclaiming the word, great, let's help them. You know? <laughs> some,
0: some... Yeah,
1: I imagine there's, like, a great deleted scene in the Dewey Cox story where he uses that word a lot.
0: Someone asked me the other day, uh, are there any songs that Dylan swears in? And I, pr- I there, there really aren't many. I produced early Roman Kings where he says, I ain't afraid to make love to a bitch or a hag um but also there's hurricane where he says he he had no idea what kind of shit was about to go down uh and also in that song he says the n-word <laughs> and like it's obviously like dylan wasn't like trying to be racist and he was saying to the cops he was just a crazy blank so yeah. he's saying like these are racist cops that's how they see him he's embodying the character so like that i mean Inadvisable. Doubt he'd do it now. It stands as one of the less. But at least religion. you can see
2: broadly what he was what he was trying to do with it, and it's not as immediately like that is genuinely awful. It's just yeah, yeah. advised.
0: I was listening to the other day his John Cale album from 1981 called Unisoir. It's like a, a French uh, thing, some French, some French bullshit. Anyway, you all know John Cale. He's a mad Welsh mm-hmm. cunt. Like he's great. Anyway, he was doing lots of cocaine and really obsessed with, like, international parapolitics at this point. So he was writing lots of songs about, like, mercenaries and, like, militias and coups and all that kind of stuff. And there's this one song where he's singing about, I don't know, some kind of escapades in the developing world where, like, some kind of espionage shit is going on, and he just keeps singing the N-word, and I was like, no. it, it just, like, sticks out to you, and you're like, what? And then you realise, like, that one of the characters in the song is just called the N-word. Like, no. <laughs> fucking no. man. Okay, so that's 1981. Fast forward almost 15 years to 1995. You two and Brian Eno released the collaborative album *Passengers* original soundtracks Volume One, which is a bunch of music that they made. Uh, that's like sort of supposed to be like part the soundtrack to imaginary films, which is something that Eno had done before in one of his ambient records. And there's this song on that called like some something about Elvis, some shit. Like, and it's got this sample. I think it might be a sample of Chuck D in *Fight the Power*. Like Elvis. And Bono's just, like, freestyling about Elvis and this shit, like, just, it's just, like, Bono's, like, doing beat poetry stuff, and he calls Elvis, on this song from 1995, he calls Elvis a white N-word, and then you're like, oh, and then he calls, he repeats the line, just calls him it again, like, just in case you didn't get it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, like, imagine, like, it sounds back to a film, but it's about KKK, so you're just constantly using the N-word.
3: <laughs> that's, my you... ex-
1: that's my excuse for the, the albums I've yeah. recorded at home yeah they're, over they're, the last 10 years these are very serious why why would the music
0: to a <laughs> film about racists need to include racist would, would, could not it just be instrumental yeah no sorry we had no choice but to get screwdriver in <laughs> no one else yeah, so qualify
1: yeah for the last 10 years in my flat I've been recording be soundtracks to the uh, sequels of American History X. <laughs>
2: <laughs> American History X, I.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to quickly go for a piss. Back in a sec, mates.
2: That's cool. Um, <laughs> just drops that on us and runs. Difficult. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Just, just splits. Uh, did it? He did it quick and split. There's, there's this John Cale song called Guts. Where, where he starts it in the, like, most classic opening line, he's like, the bugger in the short sleeves fucked my wife. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just says it like, he's like, did it quick and split, and he like says it in like, it's just the softest way in his, his Welsh. Welsh accent, <laughs> like, and it refers to a real incident.
2: I like that you're making the effort that your John Cale accent is at least slightly different than your Owen Smith one. That's that's <laughs> it, that's, that's, that's personal growth. The, well done. The the like basis for my Owen
0: Smith and Neil Kinnock voices are listening to John Cale and singing a couple of his songs, like. If I'm like seriously doing a cover, I'm like, I actually want people to listen to this. I actually try and do my own thing a bit. But if I'm just mm. playing for myself, often I will just straight up impersonate the artist. Yeah,
2: sounding like the. Uh, mm. Yeah. And, and
0: and so when I'm playing Paris 1919 to myself, I'm like, she makes me so unsure of myself. For, like, having tea with Graham Greene in a colored costume of your choice. <laughs> John Cale is like the just like sickest Welsh guy like she's like just like the king of Wales
2: you know.
1: Yeah it's just like him and all the old Welsh socialists that people talk about and I don't know any of them.
2: Gwyneth Williams he's the main one. What about um, Dai Smith he
0: was pretty good. Owen Smith's dad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how Owen Smith advanced in the Labour Party. Like, half of the 900 <laughs> of off were socialists, and that made him high on the league tables for fighting the
1: left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we still need to get uh, put a podcast on at some point for the wrestling. Yes, we so, do. We do. We. Yeah, I was like trying to work out with a grinding a podcast. Like, we do a game where like we uh, read out characters from a wrestling and Jack has to guess which are the real ones and which are the fake ones. Yeah. But all the real ones were, like, so offensive and so racist, I, like, It wasn't sure, like, if I could actually match that. We can do it with names, and we can also do one where we give a real
2: wrestler's name and then read out, like, two or three different gimmicks for them, and they have to guess which is the real
1: one, the real gimmick or <laughs> plotline. Yeah, because there was a wrestler in the 90s. Uh, his name was just called The Rapist, and you can guess what his gimmick was. <laughs> <laughs> what was his gimmick? The-
2: <laughs> uh,
1: he, he, oh he was a nice guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was also unrelated a different wrestler who just wrestled under his real name but his real name was Ken Raper
1: <laughs> there
2: was yeah <laughs> like, why would he not just pick a different ring name Ken gapper <laughs> 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 That's a tag team that anyone would pay to see. That probably describes about half of the WWF
1: 1990s midcard. Yeah, Jack there was, a, there was a wrestler in the 90s called the HIV Kid. And his, uh, <laughs> and his gimmick was he'd like run to the ring and cut himself, and everyone else would run away.
0: Oh my god that's that's kind of that's why I, was,
1: I, that's why I was having like so much trouble like thinking okay what can i think of that is this level of offensive yeah I, I, i'm like
0: you sure you
1: didn't come up with that one ah uh, but yeah poor podcast he knows he's wrestling <laughs> and like you yeah, have just such a bad influence on him
0: yeah, you've really thrown him into that one that's he's gonna have to actually listen we, to we this to cut all it. this bit. <laughs> Fucking hell! Never, never think about how saying the offensive things creates labour
2: for me. <laughs> <laughs> the real victim of all of your horrendous statements yeah. is ultimately Jack. Yeah, I, I,
0: being me is a protected
2: characteristic. <laughs> Unless you're the Twitter algorithm. Hmm. Yeah, no. In which case, the opposite is true. No, but that does not protect me. I'm under threat. Yeah. Yeah, if they identify, it's you, ban on site. Although they're not trying very hard to identify whether they can see you or not at the moment. <laughs> no, though.
0: they haven't got me yet, which is strange. Just smashing these two accounts, running them into the ground.
2: Well, maybe you'll be safe under Elon. Yeah, right?
0: I'm glad Like I've finally been able to seek some political asylum in Twitter terms. Under it.
2: Because <laughs> there's definitely no circumstances in which he implements a mass ban of left wing activists. Oh, well, I'm
0: well, safe we just got <laughs> to not be mean about
1: <laughs> it. <him>. Yeah, we're <laughs> fucked. Oh, it's like so hard not to be mean about him. He looks like a fucking penguin for Batman.
0: My mum was like, he-, he is a genius, look. And I was like, he's a fucking idiot. And my mum was like, yeah, I know he's he's not a nice guy, but he is a, a genius. i like, you see?
2: Nah, no, like he, it, he didn't. He didn't start like any of his businesses. He, he sort of paid his way onto the board once they yeah. started. So hmm. this whole myth of like, ah, oh, you might not like him, but he knows business. He knows tech.
1: No, he has, he has tweets, money to start with. Every time with he tries to speak about tech, he's just like. A I think my mum is just misinformed.
2: So he had, like, he, he said something in all his statements about taking over Twitter, like, oh yeah, I brought along some of Tesla's engineers to have a look at the code in Twitter, and everyone I know on the timeline who is a coder was, like, freaking out about it. Like, <laughs> imagine if your boss just, like, dragged you to a completely different business, and like mm. Can you have a look at this complicated code for an hour? You'd just say, yeah, let's Well, he's it. a genius,
0: you know?
2: <laughs> so he's
0: just thinking it's... that everyone else could be on his genius level. It's one of the curses of genius that we have to live with.
1: Yeah, like, he says, like, he works 18 hours a day I and mean, then just, like, constantly tweets about Reddit and how bad he is at video games.
2: I think he counts work as, like, he's got a laptop at the back of his room that's got a Slack running in the workplace. <laughs> people can theoretically get him if anything really important comes up that needs his approval. He's
0: not fucking... When you get working. rid of that fucking... Most people don't tweet like this bullshit. Like... Sanctimonious Crap Get that the Fuck out of my way If
2: he stops banning people For just calling people A gun Then actually Then that You should leave that in Because it's like Yeah that's a
1: good yeah. tweet it's... Yeah I mean like really <laughs> Most people don't your... tweet Like
2: this But you're pushing through it
1: You're finding new levels Of posting here yeah. yeah I mean you know You've you done a tweet When you get that Warning yeah. Most people don't tweet like this. So you like, yeah, this is a good tweet. For me, it
2: started doing it with, like, really stupid ones where I'm just shooting the shit with people in their replies and, and using the word crap or something like that, Whoa. or idiot. And then it completely ignores when I'm just, like, shut
1: up, cunt to people.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, you seem yeah. like people like uh, John Harris are now stopping their uh, racist expeditions, and I go think, oh, this is so terrible. How did this happen?
0: Well, I've said before, like, John Harris... You know, I hope the pay rise for abandoning classic rock to write about politics. Worth (laughs) it, you fucking traitor! No, I'd like
1: if Guardian was just like full of Adrian Charles and it's like just people with the mind of a child. I
2: mean, it kind of is. It's just most of them like really angry children.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. bad
2: vibes. Like, you can't tell me that Stuart Heritage is a grown man. With a fully I think he is a
0: man who brain. was grown in a sort of, like, Guardian columnist lab. Like, okay, we need somebody who combines the acerbic, sideways glance of Charlie Brooker with the searing, televisual critique of Grace Gent.
2: <laughs> it's when I noticed they specifically had a policy of, like, not putting his name on the links to his articles <laughs> on the front page of the website so if you ever see anything on there on the guardian website remotely related to pop culture tv in particular but pop culture music film anything and you think oh bored that looks so interesting might click that don't that's the heritage trap it's, it's always him it's always him all the others it's like you know fucking Hadley Freeman writes about <laughs> films of Woody Allen. <laughs> or Hadley Freeman writes about something else Hadley and shoals Woody Allen in. Or you know, <laughs> this film specifically is Peter Bradshaw's <laughs> review. Click here to see it. And then the, the Stuart Heritage ones will just be like, "What do you think about this? Click here to find out." I would out. just like to oh, clarify again.
0: that at the Keep Britain British meeting. When I said my heritage is superior to all others and the most important thing, to, I was referring to my darling Stuart Heritage of The Guardian.
2: In a (laughs) just world, my tweet about Stuart Heritage being the main requirement that they check for on CVs to work at The Guardian would be just as canonical as the uh, the (laughs) Dorian Linsky one. (laughs) No, the the peasants just don't appreciate me in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, the Linsky one is good, though, because that... That bald cunt,
2: I... I... <laughs> just every so often, I'll just look at my phone, and I'll have, like, five new likes, and I'll like, oh, what's that cunt said today? Fucking hell. Yeah. It's like no, an early that... warning system. It's like a, it's a built-in content warning. <laughs> just bald opinion. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote that article for Unheard, where he was like,
0: why isn't Bob Dylan, like, James Corden, just <laughs> sucking up to people and being a fucking kiss ass like fuck up bob dylan doesn't owe you shit and he doesn't want to be your friend because you're a boring fucking bald cunt
1: <laughs> oh jack elton's episode did recently with yeah yeah about it, the boys in yellowstone i sort of a trailed off i oh, trailed yeah. off around when you started talking about yellowstone but i don't do a bit what about the boys
0: oh man the yellowstone the Yellowstone stuff, no, I mean, I love that show, but I kinda of fucked up talking about it, I didn't really. I was pretty high and like a lot of my talking <laughs> points kinda of like went out the window. But, I mean, it's kind of like, it's like the great American novel or something, Yellowstone.
1: Well, because it's like, um, yeah, it's like Steinbeck out of politics. It's like, it's, sorry, it's like
0: about it... ranches in Montana. <laughs> Seinfeld, uh, gentile version. <laughs> it's not. It's obviously nothing it's also like, like every other American sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Very progressive, fair grind.
2: Saying Jews don't own the media. <laughs> I mean that. That's. You've you've managed to find out like a more offensive question than the when did you stop beating your wife <laughs> question. <laughs> I know, I'm oh, downplaying yeah. the Jewish influence on American comedy, or or I'm, or, or I'm just a massive anti-semite who thinks they run everything.
1: Yeah, we didn't ask Jack when he stopped listening to Kanye or Yay, as he's now called. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah he, he's back on Twitter uh... by the way
1: already. Oh nice, I can't wait to hear his Let new me... theories.
0: I wanted to talk about Kanye with you guys Like, What he said This tweet violates between Oh no, no, he hasn't tweeted he, anything No, he's, he's, he's unbanned,
2: so. but I don't think he's Defcon he's,
1: 3 Oh, uh, Defcon 3 was so funny Because like, he didn't know if it looked like CON 5 or CON 1 Were a main ones But calling
2: it CON, that's like that, That's drill level yeah,
1: know, He's Def-Con. based in it on
2: just like <laughs> Hatred
1: Who you
0: think created cancel culture
1: Oh, the Jews, obviously That was what
0: he posted <laughs> Yeah, that's what he posted immediately after the DEFCON 3 tweet. Kanye has elaborated on his comments subsequently to this and established that his his problem is with the quote-unquote Jewish media and that he does very much believe that Jewish people control the media and are conspiring against him to make his albums sell less and to make Kim Kardashian have sex with (laughs) Pete Davidson in front of a fireplace. Because in Kanye's words, it's Jewish Zionists who are <laughs> about that
2: life. I mean, did you did you see literally yesterday when it's come out that he'd wanted to call his album? Yeah, yeah, yeah album. He wanted to call it Hitler. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I was like there was so was much stuff about him loving Hitler. But it's the fact yeah. that like
2: he's he's, he's gone and said this in loads of interviews, and everyone doing the interview has specifically been like. Let's cut that out from the
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, like tough to call, so... and then
2: you know, even when we, with his recent one and then when the extra comments came out and it's obviously completely unjustifiable and then there was just this sort of pause, this vacuum of about a fortnight or something <laughs> where clearly every company he had business deals with was just waiting to see what everyone else was gonna do. And then as soon as one of them's like, yeah, we're, we're cutting ties, we're ending this contract, we, we can't work with him, saying stuff like that. And then, like, over the next two or three days, like, everyone else he worked with was like, yeah, yeah fuck Kanye. you nothing to do with us, mate. Yeah, like, it's just coincidence Univer- that we waited, like, Univ- three hours longer than that other company to do it.
0: Yeah, like, Universal Music Group, they just put out a statement just to remind everyone, They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, our deal with Kanye ended, like, a year ago, so it's not our fault. <laughs> problem. problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, he's saying Jewish people, people created cancel culture. So, I don't know why I'm trying to pick logical holes in,
2: like, some mad racist <laughs> bullshit that Kanye West is coming out with. Fact-checking your schizophrenic episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna it. I'm,
3: gonna
2: fisk, I'm gonna fisk him. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go through it point <laughs> by point, and I'm gonna blog about it.
0: <laughs> well, people have obviously been doing that as, like, a mini-industry. was like, what's Kanye done now? Deconstructing Kanye West. Comments, fucking
2: that's been a thing for ages when he was just quite erratic, you know. Mm. And yeah, these these people I I don't know if they're either appalled or just can't believe their luck that he's now gone all out anti Semitic conspiracy theorist because they were already doing this shit when he was like McDonald's is bad or something, you know.
1: Yeah, there's now competition between Kanye and little Boozy who can be most problematic.
0: Boozy condemned Kanye over his uh, oh, wow uh, White Lives Matter. <laughs> Boozy going, Kanye, you've gone too far. He said you know black people done been suffering and are suffering to this day, and you a fucking conglomerate. I think he's saying like Kanye yeah, is Like Boozy is basically a milk. <laughs> Like
1: anything he says, it's like so the just thing you've It's just
2: refreshing to see someone go completely off the rails and rant about the Jews and not do it because someone's shown him some Louis Farrakhan quotes out of context. <laughs>
0: That's the traditional well, no, thing he is bringing in a bit of like black israelite stuff oh, is, like, oh yo fun. yo I, I can't i,
2: I he, yeah he was like <laughs> issuing I can't a correction be, regarding my statement 20 seconds ago about
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like actually i can't be anti-semitic because black people are jews <laughs> <Yes, laughs> that has yeah. in his Con free tweet yeah i recently. feel like
2: someone sent him some quotes out of context on whatsapp didn't it there was a there was a, a spate of nba <laughs> players i think it was the start of lockdown or something that went a bit far with that shit and got a backlash and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was uh, Kyrie Irving
1: of like, went like... full Irving's got
2: Yeah, he's, he's a bit erratic. And, and Jalen Brown, who was signed to Kanye's management agency until like a couple of days ago.
1: But yeah, like uh, Kanye, he's still trying to... Yeah, yeah, it, a, was, yeah it
2: was. Yeah, <laughs> So, so Jalen Brown, one of the Boston Celtics stars at the moment, terminated his association with Donda Sports, the Kanye West agency. But then apparently today people have been tweeting like, oh, yeah, he was forced into it. And he's been liking tweets. so like,
3: He's who? been liking
2: tweets suggesting that. So,
3: oh. you know, he,
2: he's almost going to use this to branch out into, like, freelance independent of management. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's them telling me, making me do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. The funniest thing that I listen to to do with the Kanye stuff is a 13 or so minute Thing on the Breakfast Club's podcast feed you know, Breakfast Club is an influential US hip-hop radio show And it's called Nori apologises for Drink Champs interview with Kanye West <laughs> After some backlash from Kanye West comments on the Drink Champs podcast The host and friend of a room Nori calls in To speak his piece on his feelings towards Kanye West apologize to anyone offended by kanye's comments on his show so just for the record this was like the drinks champs interview i listened to like two (laughs) thirds of it and it's like three hours of kanye just like going off about quote-unquote the jewish media every time they try and change the subject kanye just circles back to the (laughs) jews (laughs) it's the most fucked up thing and nori at times, Nori and his, like, because their thing is just like drink champs, you go on it, you just drink, you get really, you know. Yeah, it's, his, like, we it's like I do on this podcast. <laughs> it's pretty, it is pretty similar. It's just a kind of <laughs> more a, successful. A low stakes, <laughs> yeah, much more successful kind of environment. So, Nori and his guys, you know, they're usually really sycophantic with the guests. So, like, Kanye will say some just absolutely, like, incoherent shit about being like I like do, yeah! like do on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Much yeah, like really. FFF on, on on this podcast, but Nora did a couple of times to, like try and take Kanye off on some of the stuff he was saying. And when he called into the Breakfast Club to apologise, he said, "I should have checked him on the stuff he said," and I did eventually. But by the time I did, I was already inebriated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like, I'm so <laughs> just too- I'm so waiting to see if Viper's pulled up Kanye on his uh, on his comments. Who has? Viper, you know. Your cows don't even smoke crack, and Death Harness.
0: Oh, that guy, yeah. The rapper who's like, openly a crackhead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's openly a crackhead, he tries to make himself a Death Harness to make small. Which... (laughs) He's proud of smoking crack, even. He is. That's why his best song is about how he smokes crack.
0: Oh yeah, and another thing, Nori said when he was apologising for the Kanye interview was he kept reiterating that he had four Jewish friends in the room when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not the, they weren't like at the mic or anything. Yeah. but he's just yeah, like, it's like if
1: you do your interview with Kanye West, you put your Jewish friends into the room. <laughs> just just line them up for yeah. him. I have like, at least three of my friends make... at all times. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he doesn't make it clear what bearing these jewish guys these four jewish guys being in the room has on his interview the way he handled the interview but he just really wants you to know that they were there (laughs) (laughs) the interview itself was just the most whacked thing like honestly i'm just trying to find like oh yeah he loves irving Azov. You remember him? Yes, we do. Yes. Kanye really, really respects Irving Azov. He likes cites him as an example of a Jew who runs the (laughs) entertainment industry who he really respects.
1: Yeah, I've seen most fences of Kanye We're saying Jewish people run the uh, media industry. So we as black people should have run it, too. It's like that's not quite what you said, is it, Kanye?
0: Yeah, he's not really saying we as black people, he's saying me as Kanye West should run the industry. So, like, they interview him a genius, a musical genius, a lyrical genius, a fashion icon. Like, this is all me um, talking about Guy <laughs> <laughs> Skip Skips like five minutes in, he's already ranting about Jews, talking about a Jewish company like Disney, <laughs> which Walt, Di- <laughs> Walt <laughs> Disney this would have been horrified. Most Jewish Disney companies
1: like Disney and Ford.
0: <laughs> Walt disney would turn in his christian He would be spinning in his, his fridge
2: to hear about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: his cryogenic uh, crypt <laughs> i didn't even note down what he said but kind of just comes out with mad shit about jews and nori is like whoa man you're talking deep <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like, the, he's been hanging around with some of like the sort of turning point type people hasn't he Candace Owens maybe her and, but and her like, lot, yeah, yeah.
1: That, that oh yeah didn't general, know Candace been... Owens like husband owned parlor and then she yeah. tricked yeah. Kanye into buying parlor yes
0: he, he does own it yeah he's the CEO and Kanye hasn't technically bought it yet and I don't know will he have enough money to buy a, a, an asset such as parlor <laughs> <laughs> I actually
1: got banned from Parler just because I uh, kept posting pictures of a uh, guy's Took himself off.
0: So much for freedom of speech. Oh, this is another example so, of
2: cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it really has gone too far. So Kanye, he like gets into some war on Christmas kind of shit. Yeah. He's like, I go to my kids' schools and I see Hanukkah books <laughs> and Kwanzaa. <laughs> Christmas is (laughs) Christmas, And I think that's the same thing where he says, yo, I'd rather that my kids be taught Hanukkah than Kwanzaa, because at least Hanukkah comes with some, and I quote, financial engineering.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They teach you how to, like, rig the economy for global economy. He seems to think that Jewish people not only disproportionately control business and stuff but they use some sort of financial magic to do it like, it's yeah. like, like how if you're playing a computer game and they have like fire magic and ice magic and different sort of specialisations you can have yeah yeah, like, no, oh, yeah I they five they, they gold money they're a financial wizard
0: remember when Jay-Z did that song the story of OJ where he's like ever wonder why Jewish people own all the property in America and he had to clarify later like this was obviously a hyperbole I was not saying Jewish people own all the property in america well kanye said i think this was in drink champs or a different interview he was like yeah when jay-z said that i got calls from some of my jewish friends like Oh, I don't think he should be revealing our Jewish
3: secrets like that. (laughs) Our Jewish business secrets.
2: He's gonna end up, like, fucking remaking the Protocols of the Elders of Zion without even realizing what he's doing.
0: So there's the anti-Semitic stuff, there's, yeah, the classic quote. On TMZ they said Kim had sex with Pete Davidson by the fireplace to honor their grandmother. It's Jewish Zionist that's about that line. What the f- <laughs> 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 then, about an hour and a half in, he takes an abrupt <laughs> left turn and begins to channel tim heidecker and the trial of tim (laughs) heidecker and starts talking about the chinese connection he says it is very important to have the black vote be in groupthink and to not separate from the thought and to be completely in line with the agenda of the left the jewish media and the Chinese and the, and, the, and the Chinese just comes so, out of nowhere like <laughs> to
2: be fair almost two like de- thirds of that could come from like Kira Lewis in Labour <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the Chinese the left the you're, Chinese you're, I hate them but he's wrong about the
3: Jews
0: the funniest thing is because it's you're, you're almost like desensitised to all this shit he's talking about Jewish people by this point so he just throws this other like this curveball he's just out of nowhere the and the money. Chinese
3: <laughs> Yeah,
0: and then and there's just silence. Like clearly, the drink chance guys didn't see this coming. There's just there's just a huge pause, and then Nori just says like completely uncertain, like Chinese n
1: words got something to do with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> see, he was like
1: just because uh, yes. Chen have on him some time.
0: Oh, probably maybe that's where Kanye got the idea that the Chinese are out to get him. I bet Chen was like you Trump supporting fool. <British>. Then Kanye continues. Trump had enough connections to get into office, but he didn't have the Jewish media on his side (laughs) because the Jewish media was already aligned with an agenda with the left, with the Chinese. And then he says his last album didn't do as well as it would have done otherwise because it got cancelled by the Jewish media. Uh, for what it's worth, the album sold really, really well. Yeah. And then he says, what I'm doing is me too the Jewish culture. <laughs> what?
3: This is
1: really an episode which had to find Yair on. So, can... <laughs> so he... Yeah.
0: Oh, I'll like...
2: talk to Yair
0: about So, you know, sure. he nerds
1: through <laughs> <laughs> all these comments. I, th- I, think, I, think I, mean, I, I don't think this stuff needs to, become to
0: be.
2: A sensitivity reader for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or, or a fact checker for Kanye West, like, actually, as a Jewish person, that's not true at all. Like, yeah, no shit, this is all complete bollocks. You
3: know?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking hell, though. Like, and then the Nazis were out protesting, and I have talked to Yaya about this, actually. The Nazis were out protesting protesting with the kanye's right about the jews (laughs) signs my god like this is when i think that was the point at which every company started just severing ties
2: yeah because
0: you see real world the thing about american
2: nazis compared with say some parts of eastern europe they don't necessarily demonstrate in public very often but when they do they're particularly crashingly unsubtle even for nazis
0: Yeah, I mean these guys, yeah. I'm sure all long-term Kanye fans own all his records, were there from college drop <laughs> Love hip-hop music.
2: Love black people.
0: I mean, he knows that. That's the thing. He knows that a lot of these right wing fucks he's courting don't give a fuck about yeah, him. He like, would
2: have been the example he, of like what was wrong with pop culture like five years ago to them just because he was one of the most successful black artists. You know, they yeah, don't, they don't like that their kids are listening to, to people like him rather than good old fashioned rock and roll or what have you. <laughs> exactly. He even says at
0: one point in the Drink Champs
2: interview, where
0: would these people be for me if I never put on the hat? you know it's like yeah he's clearly got enough going on in his head still to fucking recognize that but then he keeps appealing to these fucking people he also does some like old man like tip of gore kind of shit. Like he's like rap music is all just swearing and violence these days. <laughs> I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Like you made Jesus, motherfucker. You made Jesus like less than a decade ago. I mean, there's stuff on the Life of Pablo that's more recent. That's just as fucked up, as he says, the year before he went Christian, he was making songs that had lyrics like, I'm a sick fuck, I like my dicks up. (laughs) This is, it's such hypocritical shit. His last I don't know, album, it
2: could be a tribute he... to Nancy Reagan,
0: you know. <laughs> his last album on Donda, his last proper album. I don't count whatever unfinished piece of shit he put on his stem player earlier this year as an album. On Donda, he didn't swear in his own verses, but he seemingly didn't <laughs> tell the other rappers <laughs> that he was not going to allow swearing on his album. So he just fucking chops out the words from their verse <laughs> whenever they swear. It's fucking awful to listen to. Why not just give him a heads up? Can you rephrase that without the F word or the N word? <laughs> what, <laughs> why, why just butcher their fucking verses? Sabotaging his own album. Oh yeah, imagine
1: right? someone cutting out someone's recording just because they said something was <laughs> a bit insensitive. What a dickhead.
0: Yeah, OK, but you're not within a, a, a metre. It doesn't
1: disrupt the musical <laughs> flow to chop a bit out of what you say. <laughs> no, everything I, I say is an um, iambic pentameter. You're booning it, Jack. It's
2: pure, <laughs> the, 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 the com- it's pure the music. The constant threat of something horrendously offensive any second from Dan is almost sort of <laughs> of controlling the tempo of the podcast, you know, yeah. adding a sort of low level of tension to all of our contributions <laughs> you know, that, that keeps it more engaging. OMG. It
0: seems that we still have, I still have 40 mutuals with Mr. Kanye West. I, I think we might still follow him on the RP account. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Forty, I mean, 40 are you of my mutuals him? follow him. It's just all your older accounts. <laughs> <laughs> <round>. All your, <laughs> all your old accounts in the podcast
0: account. Oh what, I must have unfollowed Kanye West, and people say that the left have an anti-Semitism. Come on, okay. clearly I took decisive action. Yes, but then so did Jeremy Corbyn. Look where that got him. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, see, yeah, James Corbyn like it. He's like an official uh, vote counter or vote recorder in Brazil recently with Chomsky and What's the yeah, other person,
2: uh, Zara Soltano, Zara well. Yeah,
0: the Legends Only Club.
2: I remember when I think when he first got in as leader, that was one of the things that the agrocentrists were trying to get him at. Like, oh, he went to Venezuela as an election observer. But the election was so obviously corrupt that it shows what a person he is that he went out there and investigated it and didn't find anything. Like mm. you don't know what any of the words you just said mean, but you read in the Telegraph that Venezuela was corrupt.
1: Yeah, like my games went yeah. to Saudi Arabia all the time. They don't even have <laughs> elections there.
0: That wasn't to fucking monitor elections. Yeah, I mean, that, that was just, just to fucking to hang to make out, some money, you know, and maybe yeah. some uh, stay in a nice hotel, <laughs> get a bit of sun. Wear a fucking ridiculous hat and straight man the pictures of Gates in Saudi Arabia. Yeah,
1: Saudi my Gates, <laughs> my Gates just got sent to Saudi Arabia because we was to was bastion bugger. And the uh, Prince was a big fan of his. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's one for the wrestling episode. But, uh, <laughs> we'll
1: reuse that one. We'll cut this from that episode and reuse it there.
2: Yeah, I mean, that (laughs) wrestler that played that character has about five we can use, I think, for (laughs) that game.
1: I'm so confused about there's no pictures of Gapes as a young man. Like he just seems to have come fully formed he, as a 40-year-old. Well,
2: there's no, no black He exactly like he a... <laughs> did now, but with very slightly more hair and a bit colour in that hair. Like, he's yeah,
3: always just been basically
2: his... the same size, the same face. He looked about 50 when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he basically reached full adult age.
1: But yeah, it's like, like, whenever I picture, like whenever I picture Gapes as a kid, it's just his head on a children's body. <laughs>
0: Just, I mean, he does just look <laughs> like a big baby. I'm sorry, yeah. but he just does the yeah. smiley picture that we all love, where he's just grinning away. Like he looks like a baby, <laughs> like not obviously a, a horrifying <laughs> Elric monster kind of, or whatever the
1: kind of like baby, yeah. but still.
3: Yeah, you, you
1: like you picture baby. like a child gapes. It's this fat head on a child's body. It's got like golden <laughs> ringlets. <laughs> And he's wearing a sailor costume, and he's got a big lollipop.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. And so, would the
0: ringlets just be like down the sides of an otherwise bald head?
1: <laughs> they would be. It'd be like it'd be like a wig on him. But it's like yeah. it's impossible to like imagine <laughs> Gapes as a child. He's,
2: he's wearing like a straw hat, and the the ringlets are attached to that. <laughs>
0: oh man, that was so joked when he went to Saudi Arabia, man. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's gone fishing in the picture, He Does like... so he have,
1: like, that white hat and a bigger uh, <laughs> sleeveless shirt? That's how he's always looked. That's how he's always <laughs> looked, like, for 3,000 years. <laughs> Possibly even longer. That's how he's always looked.
0: <laughs> I'm sending you... Thank <laughs> you.
1: I think we used that one, like, we wanted posters uh, from the Vegas episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: he does look like he's at, like, some criminal stakeout. (laughs) This does look, it looks (laughs) so much like a shady criminal deal. He looks (laughs) such
2: like a bad spy, doesn't he? He, (laughs) He's definitely, just before the photo was taken, he's put down his Today's Newspaper with the eye holes cut (laughs) in (laughs) it.
0: just surrounded by like Saudi soldiers <laughs> yeah it's just like are they an oil reserve or something Fuck knows, man. <laughs> he's, just just, like, he's, he's just
2: killing time until they lay on the hospitality meal and drinks <laughs> the
0: hospitality meal. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah
0: yeah it's, it's a, like just uh, like
1: games goes of a hospitality and it's just like a naked Japanese woman with sushi on her <laughs> and he's eating it off her
2: John Woodcock's just stood there behind him like it's going to be really difficult to pull off any sex crimes in this country. I've made a mistake.
3: <laughs> no, just just like, the no, I'll tell you how
1: to wear the disguise like this. Glasses, hat, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Mary,
3: Mary
2: the, is the hated leftists will never even know I've been. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There he is meeting some Saudi officials.
2: It's basically the exact same aura to it as the Nancy Pelosi photos. It's just, yeah, yeah,
0: that is, just it is a, a so different
2: thing. kind of horrendous person sitting down with him. <laughs>
0: Gate seated as far from the important people as possible.
3: <laughs> this just like, we need to keep
2: this guy at a distance. He will just ask about the milk. <laughs> <He's just got laughs> he will simply like... take over the meeting with his <laughs> sheer presence.
0: His robust rhetoric. Yeah. <laughs> and rambunctious personality.
2: I feel like if you actually got him an audience with, like, NATO bigwigs and stuff, it would be, like, the one thing that could make NATO be like, hang on
3: we're a bit over the top we should maybe
2: just tone it down a bit we should, we should, we should, we should be a bit less fucking, you know, be a bit more focused purely on defence and this this guy's just yeah. like, no, no, you need to recruit these 30 countries and bomb these 10
1: <laughs> yeah, the same thing if you've got Luke Hakehurst then, who's just like demanding you drop nukes on Russia like, okay, we've made a huge mistake with this.
2: He's going to drop nukes on Russia, he's seen our video where he's riding the bomb, he's like yeah, that's good, but then I'd be dead. So I'm actually just going to get Luke Stanger to ride on it instead. <laughs> that was a big revelation of the
0: documentary to me.
2: Oh, how to Jesus, pronounce that yeah. cunt's fucking name?
0: It never occurred to me. Stanger. I thought Stanger. I thought Stanger. I thought Saint Anger. I did not. It, it, it is Saint, Stanger. Ang-
2: Saint Anger's the canonical one. Luke Saint Anger. <laughs> Luke Stanger. Saint Anger. <laughs> Saint Anger. <laughs> Yeah. That's but... <laughs> oh God! But did you see though that people had dug up like old Facebook posts of his where he was like really pro-Palestinian right? Really,
0: really sound. Palestinian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I and he, some he, some he people are like, normal, oh, he's actually being anti-Semitic. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> he's, he's 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 an you are unfairly maligning yeah. a brave defender of Palestine.
2: It, like. He also looked quite normal in the photos accompanying it. So <laughs> I, I tweeted tonight that what the phrenologists got wrong. Was that people were born with certain types of skulls and that dictated their behavior. Actually, it's the other way around. <laughs> uh, if you could do that awful behavior, then your head sort of grows and molds itself to that.
0: Yeah, it's gait fucking
2: ridiculous, yeah. yeah.
0: In, in Ilford South, gate goons deliberately try and make that happen to them. It's like in yep. Japan, how the samurai deliberately get really obese.
2: There's an entire Talking Heads song about my theory seen and not seen about people's faces moulding to fit their character as they live, and that's exactly what. Well, it's not exactly because I'm more talking about like skull size and shape. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> getting you realise I'm, I'm still on fairly dodgy ground.
3: Here. <laughs> I can try and <laughs> differentiate
2: myself from the phrenologists, but <laughs> the new phrenology of the left. The good chronology
1: about yeah, uh, so... that. Yeah,
0: it's not even that new now, it's kind of established. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was talking about occasionally with the space saying, you've seen my gapes in the park. It's like, did you really see my gapes or was it just go... MILK! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fucked my god. My god. Look, that's,
3: no, that's, that's
0: not
1: on. Wait.
2: Gotta cut that. Gotta, <laughs> gotta cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and there's some other I mean, stuff wrong with it as well. You could have
0: just said, like, a fat old man, that would have been less offensive. <laughs> it would have still been mean, but. You it could would have, have
2: been said a less... list of racial slurs, it would have been slightly less offensive, in fairness. Like, that was really bad. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh,
3: <get out. laughs>
0: Don't you want us to be able to use this shit?
3: Oh, night, nightmare. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible coincidence!
0: <of> <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that, that was just uh, <coughs> a role play thing. Me and FFF have yeah. going on. <laughs> I do some domination shit where I tell him what a bad guy he is for his politically incorrect jokes, and then I abruptly
3: switch to start <laughs> treating him as my, my oedipal mother. Yeah. Well,
2: that, that's about the third most disturbing thing that's been said on this recording.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> Damn! Damn! Bro, <laughs> oh, no, but also, like, Strong has, like, DM'd me saying, Oh, I've seen Mike Gapes in the park, he looks sad and old. <laughs> I'm sad to <laughs> a really offensive bit.
0: You know, because of my new account, I've actually been able to follow Mike Gates. Oh, yeah, like, first I thing that I do
1: on my accounts is block OzCastity <laughs> and Mike Gates, so I can secretly look at their tweets before they block <laughs> me. Uh,
0: well, I've been following Gates, and I think mean, he mostly just does Wordle. But whenever he does tweet anything about politics, I do just think, what a cunt.
3: I mean, yeah. fucking hell.
2: <laughs>
3: I mean, it's a game's
2: paradox it's... on Twitter, isn't it? Sometimes now he's basically retired. He just comes across like a sort of nice, lonely old man. No,
1: nah, fuck that when, bitch.
2: But like, the more political he gets, you're like, fuck
1: off. Yeah, it's about him like, he's got really into turfy shit. Into what? Oh, turfy shit. He's not yeah. that interested in
0: it. I think he's just kind of casually a dickhead about it. Like, to be really fair,
2: like, box. imagine how many people on his timeline that he's followed for ages on here have gone off that fucking deep end and he must yeah, see yeah. hundreds of tweets about it all day. And, he, yeah, he's, he's done some shit he wants himself and gone along with it, but he's not, like, a full-time activist on it like every other fucking centre-right cunt in Britain.
1: No, yeah, so it's like, whenever, like, Ketlin Moran or Hadley Friedman does something about, oh... Women aren't really women, he'll retweet it because he's a cunt. Like, you know, I. (laughs) The whole point of Cape Cass is. I genuinely hate him as a person.
0: (laughs) Watching deranged imperialist maniac Putin trying to rewrite history. Greater Russian nationalism claims Ukraine is artificial creation of the Bolsheviks. No mention of the Holdemore or Stalin crimes against Ukraine.
1: Yeah, like, most of his retweets are about Ukraine or... How he'd probably really get along with Putin about his views about LGBT people.
0: Yeah, people are like, oh yeah, Ukraine, you've got to support them. It's an anti-imperialist struggle. And it's like, oh yeah? Oh yeah, Mike Gates <laughs> says the same thing. So <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to
1: do here? <laughs> Mike Gates has such an intense irrational haste of Russia. Like yeah. He genuinely does, even more than Corbyn's candidate. Yeah.
2: I think the only person in or associated with the Labour right that rivals him for that is Chris Bryant.
0: Yeah, who thinks like anyone who's mean to him is Russia. Yeah.
2: What's <laughs> hilarious is that Russia's banned like at this point, I think a couple of thousand Western journalists and politicians from Russia, doing in, like batches of about forty at a time, like this person's banned, this person's banned, this person's banned, this person's banned. And sometimes it's ones that have like, been specifically reporting on Ukraine. Sometimes it's which ones they don't like. And they keep conspicuously not including Chris Bryant. And Chris <laughs> Bryant's out there like, who really hates me and he's going to send his trolls for me again and all this. I don't know who if he, he just is. He's not got a fucking anytime. clue who Chris Bryant is. <laughs> Again,
0: Gape, actually, I mean, Gapes' timeline at the moment is just, like, such crap, like,
2: just such boring shit, like... He's, he's um, blocked too much of the broke orbin left. He needed us to wind him up into doing the good tweets.
1: Yes, he doesn't have mm. a life now. Yosef Park, he thrived Yosef off us, West uh, Ham. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have a life outside Badass. You know, West, now Hammer, his West
2: Ham are doing alright as well. There's no fun in that. That should be a source of <laughs> constant misery to him, and it's not. <laughs> you know?
3: No. The Lord's not right. There's
0: not been many Hammer's tweets for the last few days, actually. It's because they're, so they're doing alright. He
2: doesn't know what to do. <laughs> does not know what to do if he's not got a manager he can loan out or a couple of conspicuously shite players who should be nowhere near the team. Well, there was a
1: shooting in, in Ilford the other day. Oh, yeah, there's What's always, like stabbing. there's there's always a stabbings and shootings in Ilford, but I don't make jokes about those because they're not that funny. <laughs> Two too, too dead.
3: <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Always
2: good to get the Ilford News update. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a,
0: still a brutal and violent place. A merciless, unforgiving
1: hellscape. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Like You've got a Jess Halfwell coming in soon. It's
0: okay oh, yeah, he's going <laughs> to sort it out. Mike Gates. We haven't covered that on the show yet, have we? Fucking Terry got deselected. We talked a bit about that it was going to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Jim, there's you not that much to say, but, it, like, but you, he, <laughs> it yeah, he, he couldn't have done more to bend over backwards and try and work with the Labour right and with Starmer and, and the leadership. And he was super loyal right up until that bit at the end where he joined the picket line, but he knew he was mm. fighting hard for reselection at that point. He's done all that yeah. to suck up to them. Yeah, they, they always they, wanted Jack deselected well. but- and they all celebrated anyway. None of them were like oh, well done for Sam Tarry for his service, but I'm looking forward to jazz out Well, they're just like, justice is done, the cunt's gone, we've got this dodgy guy in instead now. Brilliant.
3: <laughs> yeah, we always to The lesson there
2: is not to fucking play their games.
0: Oh, wait, I did retweet him on October the 23rd because he tweeted... About the Tory leadership election that was obviously rigged.
2: Well, he didn't have to rig it because no one else stood.
0: For the establishment yeah, no, I, uh, mm. the, the establishment, deep state intervened to keep our boy Boris yeah. out. I'm certain of it. Uh, yeah. If it if it if it goes to Gates says if it goes to a Tory ballot, who will the Russian fake members vote for? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Satire. Do you really think there are, like, thousands of Russian fake members in the Tory party?
1: Yeah, get, yeah get, I mean, they've become a right-wing yeah.
2: party. Yeah. There'll be about 100 Russian members who are all resident in Britain, and 50 of them are very rich donors to the party.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Right,
2: and that's all known about,
0: you <laughs> know? Um, I'm just going to run upstairs, and then I'll be back in, like, two minutes.
1: Cool. Okay, come
0: cool on. So just a fucking... I bet you're going to be talking about wrestling. When you get
1: back. Possibly, yeah. That's, that's always a good
0: shout. I mean, talk about talk about Mike Gate. Come on, keep it keep it on top. Mike Gates retweeted Paul Mason news. <laughs> it's just like some anti-Chinese
2: stuff. <laughs> oh my God! Bringing the oddballs of the Labour left and right together. Yeah, left anymore, but you know what I mean. Traditionally,
0: the Labour right and the Labour right. Yeah, Labour what right? yeah do we exactly.
2: Both hate? <laughs> China,
0: <laughs> the Chinese.
2: Okay, right. I'm... One second. I think, yeah, like to... uh, uh, I can't imagine Mike Gapes doing anti-Catholic shit for some reason. I think I don't, just don't think he'd go for that. Oh
1: no, like Mike Gapes is like he has sort of a Catholic air about him.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know like what his background is there, but it wouldn't surprise me. But equally, yeah. like there's no angle to that dispute. Where you can realistically, in 2022, argue for bombing anyone, so he's just
1: not interested. Yeah, I can't imagine him like, being anti-Catholic or anti-Mason, because Gapes certainly seems like a guy who could be part of a Masons as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's got both those going with him. I can't remember, why did I get annoyed with Mike Gates in the first place? I think it was like something he just said. <laughs> he... said something didn't it, like, because he and, sacked like... you
2: from this, your role running his campaign, you got to keep k there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, technically that, but even before that, like, I was still like, first time I heard of him, he just annoyed me. and I just, like, kept harassing him. Yeah, it was uh, like, yeah, because the other tweets hurt me. It's like, oh, email me. Uh, I'm not going to respond to your tweets. And that's why I kept emailing him, picklet.
2: Oh, God, yeah, that
1: was a classic. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, I've received your disgusting, vile <laughs> emails. I'm going to get you back from like the bottom.
2: Oh my god. What was your old hat at that time? I'm going to see if I can find his tweet response. Oh, I think... Was it UKIP Portugal?
1: It might have been before UKIP Portugal. It might have been UKIP Hulk. Yeah, it was the whole time. I've looked at it before. Uh, UKIP Hulk,
2: was it, did you say?
1: Yeah, but I think you might have deleted it now. Because I was looking for it the other day. Yeah, it was something about me (laughs) sending him a disgusting email it's probably like it I remember a, the one I
2: sent to Jack that's like, I think you've been on something stronger than milk.
3: <laughs> than milk.
1: But yeah, I remember like it wasn't just Thicklet. like it was also I edited my Labour membership card of time to say it was Dick Bill of a condom filler.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I sent it an image of fat and Thicklet. And yeah, I had something in there saying like Always use safe sex, kids. And then, like, someone reported <laughs> me to the blue party for condoning paedophilia, for my uh, pro-condom stance. Because <laughs> well, I always said, I always have safe sex, kids. Man,
0: that was so fucking funny that Rishi Sunak used the Gary Quitter to start
1: today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will unite our country, not with words, but with action. I will work day in and day out to deliver for you. Hello, Joe Biden here. Mr President, it's
2: Rishi Sunak, how are you? Well, he's saying he didn't. I've not even watched the video yet, because I just want to assume he did, because it's funnier. But I, I... <laughs>
1: I'd love for you to say, all part two. <laughs> and his yeah, I, I mean like... He's like, going down the but... steps of and dining suite and his tiny little legs... like him (laughs) joker that beat
0: i sincerely doubt that like one of his aides like the drum intro to the gary glitter song from the original record however i don't think you can copyright a drum beat therefore that's a beat that you can just use to like invoke i now say invoke like 500 times in this bit when i clearly mean to say it, evoke essentially copyrighted material. <laughs> you know, so like you bring that beat in because you want to invoke the Gary Glitter song, the scene is yeah, a to to song. To invoke the Marilyn Manson song that uses it or the Kanye West song Black Skinhead. So there's like a range of choices here. <laughs>
2: Some of which are up to 5% less problematic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as it is, I think you just used like glitterbeat.mp3 off free, non copyrighted. Royalty free cover of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. An intercalation rather than a sample, if you know what I mean.
2: Did the Glitter Band not put out a version, like, just them doing it so that people could get their royalties and not have Gary Glitter get a penny?
3: Because,
2: like, they're genuinely some of the victims in all of this. Yeah, as are the real victims of Gary
1: Yeah, not, not, not,
2: Not the first ones you'd think of, but they are a lesser victim. The
0: Glitter Band are... A glam rock band from England, note note the present tense, not were, who initially worked as Gary Glitter's backing band under that name from 1973, when they then began releasing records of their own. Although they briefly called themselves the G Band from 1976 to 77, and Air Traffic Control from 78 to 9, they have (laughs) since then... Been known as the Glitter Band, including <coughs> presumably continuously <Yeah>. since 1997, <laughs> when uh, the 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 name Glitter um, became mud. Basically, yeah, yeah. Became mud. Yeah, they've had legal issues with Gary Glitter, but it was him suing them. Yeah, I mean, their, their
2: their income took a big hit because they're forever associated with him. So I can kind of yeah,
0: understand
1: like, them ed-
2: still going, but you think they'd want to do a bit more to make it obvious that this is to some, some sorts of a name. They should do a tour with the rest of Lost Prophets that aren't the singer. <laughs> <laughs> right, just call it that it wasn't our fault tour. <laughs> get, get, get fucking H from Steps as the new front for
3: Lost Prophets. Yeah, me. like <laughs> any well.
1: of the Lost Prophets film, the Gary Blitz band appeared in Ringo Starr's All-Star band. <laughs>
3: so no. should <laughs> not,
2: no. He didn't quite, no, he didn't I quite embrace... Safe new metal and and what came along with it.
0: God, imagine these guys, man. Like, so, generally, if you were, like, in a successful band in the 70s and you weren't the main guy and you maybe didn't have too many of the songwriting royalties and you're slogging it out, touring, trying to make ends meet decades after, like, that's a hard life as it is. When you factor in that their singer was Gary Glitter. <laughs> these guys are just gonna be like, just miserably like slogging it from like, dingy club to dingy. Not even, club's really generous, like, yeah. two people oh, yeah. and a dog in a room. It'll like... be like the
2: back room of pubs. Like, you know the League of Gentlemen bit with Creme Brulee and the, the guy that- the, Yeah. Um, like, in the, it's just got a whole band of that guy, <laughs> where they've all, they're all <laughs> failed and then they're deeply embedded.
0: This rules on Denim's back in Denim album in 1992. Mm-hmm. Lawrence got a couple of members of the Glitter Band to mm. appear, oh, that, but obviously that's that was nice. 90... That's nice. That was ninety two, and that <laughs> album is so indebted to seventies glam rock, yeah. and it, yeah,
2: that's kind of a cool
0: thing. Probably didn't Galleon sell songs. well enough to make him <laughs> much money, but it's a nice thought. You know what will have made him shitloads loads of money? The fact that the first track on What's the Story, Morning Glory interpolates his song, yes. Hello, It's Good to Be Back. Yes. <laughs> they just start singing the chorus to one of his songs. Huge yeah. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Morgan did ask Noel about that on their podcast before yeah. they uh, fucking before they stopped doing it because the tabloids discovered them making fun of disabled people on the podcast. <laughs> that's our job. I... Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, F- F- well, alright, it's not ours, it's FFF. F- um, no, it didn't no, mean uh, our job, I meant
3: the we... tabloids job. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, sorry, oh, no. yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just going to reject that characterisation of our work. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, no, I I can't remember what Noel actually said about that. I think he was like, yeah, he probably does get paid off it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talked before about Gary Glitter putting out Roger Doltry's eye almost with the mic at the Prince's Trust concert in 1996. I saw some quote from Daltrey. It was like, if I'd have known what he was into, I would have put his lights out.
1: <laughs> oh, Jack, have you ever seen The Hanging of Go, Gotter <laughs> No, but that was like, wasn't
0: that one of the first hallmark shows of when they did more for? The was that right? Like I can't that remember, that I, era, I, I yeah.
1: had it being very funny. But yeah, just an <laughs> absurd concept that
2: somehow got made and was, was incredible. Like The
0: execution of Gary Glynn yeah. That's one, yeah.
2: Yeah. They've obviously come up with, like, let's do a, a serious drama about bringing the death penalty back and framing it around a controversial high-profile case and, and what it would shape. And then I thought, is anyone going to fucking watch this? Right, let's let's make it a real celebrity. Someone too disgraced to credibly sue us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and someone who yeah. someone who isn't super litigious like Jimmy Savile. He was still alive at the time.
0: Yeah, so this was on Channel 4, not just More
1: 4.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Uh, the on, real on, deal. Yeah, uh, on primetone.
1: Yeah, I remember it differently. I remember, like, there had. This didn't actually happen, but I remember there had to be, like, an audience uh, ringing, and you had to sign up the end whether Gary he would get hanged or not obviously like this didn't happen to, like this was just in my head <laughs> but that's how I remember it
0: yeah,
1: was there a reality TV element to it? But one, this is like, this just is purely, so. purely in my ending. head. This is how I remember it. But in my head was a phone in, but also to real life. It was <laughs> you've watched, it was, you've it
2: was, watched it was... too much 90s wrestling where they just randomly have like a phone call, yeah. like OJ Simpson didn't yeah. do it to
1: try and make some money when the yeah, wrestling it's just, company it's was just my head. <laughs> it's my head trying to make it even funnier. <laughs>
0: This is some, some, like, uh, you know, fascist dystopia stuff here. Glitter is told there are no mitigating circumstances shown. He is sentenced to death due to extreme concerns over... Sorry. Due to concerns over extreme waiting time on death row, the law requests his sentences to be carried out within 30 days. So, like, no time to, you know, (laughs) see if the, the verdict might be wrong. The government's just like, right sentence them to get death, kill them, like get it, get it over and done with.
2: You, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a, a, a deeply mis- like misconceived program when the as themselves section of the cast is Miranda Sawyer, sort of arsehole contrarian music journalist, oh. Anne Whedicken as herself, <laughs> Gary Bush <laughs> as himself.
1: Yeah, Charles <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four made some poor choices in
3: there.
1: Who <laughs> make? Yeah, you'd have your old-fashioned when occasionally you'd have a guy got to get hanged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, but I thought, maybe we should watch this. I mean, it sounds like an incredible document of a debate that was going on in Britain. Because I remember there was like a load, you know... I know we like to think we specifically us on this podcast like to think of the new labor years, kind of like a utopia. Yes. Um, Mm. You know, where we all lived in a land of milk and honey. Everyone was linking arm in arm, dancing over the hill uh, with a rainbow in the sky. Like. But actually, A sure start loads... centre
2: on every street corner
0: <laughs> A sure start centre in every home there, <laughs> there, there was a lot of talk About bringing back the death penalty For well,
2: whatever no, reason You say for whatever reason <laughs> What it was specifically Is that fucking the Dido Forks and all their mates Would campaign about it every couple of years And try and start a petition oh, right. They'd try and like yeah. pin it on The sort of Jessa Clarkson is a legend, Clarkson for Prime Minister sort of crowd, and aggressively marking yeah. it on social media, like, bring back a death penalty while you're at it. And then that would then obviously give the tabloids support. This was before they all like employed Harry Cole and people like that. But it would give them a plausible excuse to be like, the public are crying out for the death penalty, and we think they should bring it back as well, by the way. This was, like, late New Labour, this was Gordon Brown era, so 100... 2009, That was yeah. absolute... That was the culture wars of the day, it was just, like...
0: Yeah, it was powered by back the top that
2: reheated shit. Yeah, this was full-on Gordon Brown stole the gold era. Scottish conspiracy to undermine British democracy as mainstream conspiracy madness.
1: Yeah, but still, like, if you go back in referendum for, like, being back death penalty, it'll be, like, 70-30. Yeah, most people in England <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you want to bring it. back hanging. yeah.
0: yeah. I was talking to, like, so, you know, I live in a very right-wing place, and so I don't see many people who I actually end up talking to when I'm in, in, in the woods. (laughs) <laughs> smoke weed. But there's a couple of guys who I talk to a bit, who I bump into up there, and both of them, it's not like I could just happen upon a couple of of, of nice apolitical people. Yeah. No, both of them are uh, avowedly right wing. <laughs> and uh, so, what one of the guys I we, I was talking about, because I was like, okay. Well, what could I, like, have a good laugh about with these guys? They know my politics. Uh, but, you know, I think, like, stuff like the soup stuff or, like, pouring shit on Captain Tom's grave. Uh, sorry, not on his grave, just on the memorial. Like, that, I think that stuff is pretty stupid. It doesn't animate me. I don't care about it. I don't, I don't want anything to be done to the people who do it. But, I, you know, I don't think it's effective political action. And so we brought this up and we were having a laugh. And, and, and you know, the other guy seemed to be laughing at it as well. And then he was just like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to take him. Like, talking about the people who did the soup thing of the, the bucket of shit on Captain Tom. I fucking kill... It just started, like, yeah. getting into these elaborate, yeah. like, murder fantasies. Yeah. I it's like, that what is... the fuck? We were, all, we were all laughing a minute ago. Like,
2: what? That is such a, 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 a sort of British thing as well. Like, yeah, there'll be lots of people in Britain where if you were just talking about nothing really and you just started a conversation like, should we bring back the death penalty? They'd be like, oh, I don't know, I don't really know, not not really sure, don't care. But if he did it like, when there's anyone bad in the news at all or if he framed it as like, should we bring back the death penalty for Gary Glitter or for Ian Huntley or something, <laughs> they'll not only be like, yes, yeah. absolutely, we should, but they will tell you in great detail how they are a better parent than Madeline McCann's parents or whoever it is, you know.
3: <laughs> or they will they yeah. will
2: tell you if it's someone who's like a pedophile or a murderer. How they would actually like to inflict much greater violence on them than hanging or, or lethal injection, and it's just it's, it's yeah it's like re- every time you have this conversation, it's like so purely performative. It's like the Except person feels like, like yeah, you'll judge them protest, you will it's... judge them if you give only give them a quick death for their crimes or something. Yeah, so yeah, and that's and that's why
1: the did that thing to John Polio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, to
1: be fair, he definitely did deserve it. He definitely deserved it. That whole thing was a reference to Lady Sympathy. sympathy like, for sorry, for Lady uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, that's one, yes.
0: Really good film.
1: Yeah, I've heard uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, but uh, yeah. <laughs> sympathy for Lady Vengeance.
0: Oh, yeah. Is, la- is, that ju- is it Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and then just Lady Vengeance?
1: No, there's an the old boy in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know I know, but I mean in terms of
1: the name. Oh yeah, a but... sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, oh boy sympathy for Mr. Okay. Vengeance. I thought a sympathy for Mr. Films. Vengeance was like a lot more morally ambiguous and a lot better mm. for it.
0: It leaves it uh, up for debate whether murder is is is, moral, is morally
1: <laughs> Yeah, like at the end it's like, Yeah, I understand why you did everything, but also I have to kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is, what is pretty moral ambiguous. Yo Yo, okay, so this this Fucking film has a fraction of a Wikipedia page of the execution of Gary Glitter, but it is listed under C. Also, awesome. <laughs> the taking of Prince Harry is a 2010 oh, I that, yeah. docufiction, which shows the fictional capture of Prince Harry in Afghanistan. It shows the Cabinet Office briefing room committee going into action. And his eventual escape during a U.S. drone attack, and, and so, they're, <laughs> so they're like, "Oh yeah, Prince." So the U.S. have just got to create a distraction, then Prince Harry would be cunning enough to escape <laughs> dur- with his
2: genius military skills. Simply can't skills. have him like, not do SAS shit. Yes, yeah,
1: for people, yeah, hate this just for people hating Prince Harry. Because he married a black woman. Yeah, Bastard. yeah, yeah.
0: No, this was when he was like a right-wing hero because he was in the army and wore a Nazi uniform. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> he, was, he was back to Harry. He was, was like a sort of mini-toned-down version of the Duke of Edinburgh in terms of the image they were trying to do for him. You hmm. know. Remember when Emma Den
0: Code made fun of Prince Harry in his military service, and she was like... He just sat in
2: the cockpit of his
0: airplane going... Vroom, vroom,
3: vroom!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> I'm now literally just clicking around Wikipedia on stuff relating to Gary Glitter, which is alarming. <laughs> the Ultimate Gary Glitter, 25 Years of Hits, is a Greatest Hits album by Gary Glitter. It was originally released in the United Kingdom in 1997 on the label Snapper Music. Days, day, Oof, days after his arrest for possession of child pornography. Days after! <laughs> days after. So That's like Harry Cole's book on this crust level of bad timing.
0: Oh my god! They would totally because I, uh, I see they obviously have the release ready and everything, but like nowadays they would just pull it. They would be like, "It's not worth the PR hit of putting this out." But they were just like, "Well,
1: we've we've spent all this money having
0: the CDs produced. Yeah. We know if got got Vethu's
1: gonna come in and buy it all." Yeah,
0: maybe they were like, "Oh well, he'll be very visible." due to the media's coverage of his child pornography (laughs) conviction.
2: Despite all this, the critical reception section on Wikipedia is just one really positive four-and-a-half-star review. Is it All, all Music guys? Yeah, it's All Music guides. yeah, they're the one that's on every <laughs> They've single... They've reviewed yeah, everything. they literally have.
0: It is the All Music Guide, but they're not fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just been looking, what was Gary Glitter's most recent studio album? It turns out that he hasn't released an album of new material since 2001. Oh, um, that's a shame. And, and, <laughs> and this album, <clears> On... <throat> um, it contains new recordings of songs that were only ever performed live during Glitter's last concerts in 1996 and 7. The album was released in 2001, two years after Glitter's UK conviction for possession OK, so I guess he was arrested <laughs> for it in 97 and then convicted in
2: 99? Influence on other...
0: Geraint, <laughs> you're the Glitter man here. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Influence on other musicians, and the very first entry on the list is Marky e. Smith was a glitter fan. <laughs> I, I was really into was. Gary Glitter, and I used to get bad mouthed for it. It was like, you've got to be into David Bowie, or yes, Gary Glitter's just tripe. And I was going, it's fucking great, it's avant garde.
1: <laughs> it was the only decent
2: well, thing around, the full front man said in 1993.
1: Hey, oh, see, Jack, I'm no <laughs> well... more problematic than Marquis e. Smith. <laughs>
2: I mean, Marquis e. Smith was a pretty. I mean, like, you could do it. You can just... do similar. There's probably similar age gaps with with Marquis e. Smith and his wives. It was just like he was old <laughs> as fuck at the time, so it was fine.
0: Yeah, but Smith
1: also like throw pink glasses. Is his, his and collaborators? Oh,
0: this album was available only for a short time through Glitter's website and sold. 5,000 copies worldwide. Fuck Not very sick. much. It's just, Let's just, see yeah, it's it's just on a mailing list like, saying so that doesn't deep.
2: count. It's like when. Gary Glitter or. It's like when Jonathan and I King get... joined Cooked and Bombed.
1: Oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and entered into long term correspondence with his new friend Louis Barth.
1: Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember that. I remember that from you. <laughs> Great.
0: Lads, lads, should I download this Gary Glitter album on Soulseek? No, you'll go on a list.
2: <laughs> you'll you'll, yeah, you'll, oh you'll go on a register that you are actually downloading the dodgiest shit on Soulseek.
1: <laughs> go <Good> on <God>, list <laughs> of people who like one, album music. By Gary Glitter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nine of the twelve titles on the album, including the ballads "Never Want the Rain." were co-written by Glitter with Martin Jenkins. The other three tracks were new recordings of early Glitter <laughs> Who's titles. Who's fucking co-writing
2: songs with Gary Glitter in the 21st century? Ah, uh, but it said that he was
0: playing oh, the songs his 96
2: about. and Seven tour.
0: <laughs> 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 Martin Jenkins over here. <laughs> oh, well, but Glitter has not issued a new studio album since on. He has continued to release singles. As children are a major (laughs) audience of pop music, controversy arose around the release of the album On, due to the assertions that Glitter was exploiting children. MP Tom it Watson it to the Home Secretary. <laughs> like it was a bit more
1: of an Yeah, I
0: know. Tom Watson considered writing to the Home Secretary David Blunkett to block the album's release. Then he, he considered. He was like, "Oh no, wait! Blunkett <laughs> is a huge fan. He'll never go." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Glitter should be at the very least handled with care." And in response to the complaints, the British phonographic industry issued a statement saying Glitter was now a free man and there
2: were no legal reasons the album could not be released.
0: <laughs> Take back cancel culture!
2: Oh, I, I, lo- I love Wait. that Gary Glitter in 1987 released rock and rolls part three, four, five and six and they didn't chart they didn't <laughs> chart anywhere in the world. <laughs>
0: he's just like, okay, I'm really gonna lean into the rock and roll yeah. thing at this at this point. Maybe if never <laughs> bought him,
2: if he'd never taken his computer in for repair, he'd be on like the <laughs> roll part thirty three by now. It'd be his Magnum Opus. <laughs>
0: okay, so he's it seems like he's released three singles since on. No, okay, this doesn't even count. Okay, so he released two. He released in 2004 a song called Control, and in 2005 a song called Field of Dreams. And then in the 2010s, in 2019, his song Rock and Roll Part 2 was re-released with the B-side of Rock and Roll Part 1. Was it re-released, or did
2: it chart purely on downloads and, uh, and streaming? It was
0: definitely... Well, it it had a B-side for whatever reason, but yeah. That's um, the
2: original B-side, isn't it? It, and... was, because it, w-
0: it was because of Joker.
2: Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was 100%. because of Joker, fun. and it was a bigger hit in America because it's obviously like, their number one player during the, the football games and stuff. Mm. Is it? Honestly, people out there who haven't got a clue who Gary Glitter <laughs> is, and obviously he didn't have as broadly successful a career in the 70s and 80s as, as he did here... They will know that song more than they know two thirds of the canon because it's the song they play for the cheerleaders of every NFL or high school football game <laughs> yeah. they've ever seen. Rock and roll part two.
3: I, yeah, it's I, instrumental, I knew, so there uh, wasn't right that, t- it, there was, yeah, there isn't
2: that like, association with like, who sings this and oh, actually, i look up like, oh, yeah, oh, yes. a pedophile. oh shit.
0: He had another backing band in the 70s called the Glitter Men, you know, Joker Men. <laughs> They did the Bob Dylan podcast where they named themselves after the song Joker Man. How about we do a Glitter Men podcast where we review every Gary Glitter
1: album?
3: Yeah, um, um.
1: Oh man, like, I'm so annoyed to be like, solve the idea for us because otherwise I would do that with Jack and it'd just be every album. Yeah, just Like, what the fuck are you doing, Why are you doing
0: this? <laughs> He's only got seven albums. Plus a live album called Remember Me This Way. <laughs> like Remember Me before you knew I
1: was paedophile. <laughs> <old. laughs> but yeah, like Jack's so annoyed about like people playing Rock and Roll Part Two, where everyone is still playing Great Balls of Fire by Jelly Lewis, even in the Top Gun film originally. Like, I mean, you was a paedophile even back in the eighties. But We played it on the piano. Like everyone oh, yeah, plays on the piano when we can. If he uh, after no talent. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: you you shake my my th- and you ran on my brain? My brain.
0: I forgot that that was part of Top Gun. That's so awesome that he's like a Jerry Lee Lewis fan. That.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm a big fan of marrying your 14-year-old cousin. Let me play with some of the piano. Yeah, that cunt deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Playing the high school ball.
1: on the piano.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw that there's talk. I've not seen anything confirmed. I don't think we're actually going to do it. I saw talk that they might potentially take Kanye West's music off Spotify. I don't, I don't think they think will. Maybe, I was just—it made me curious to like look up some of the artists who are on Spotify. And my first thought was like Gigi Allen, <laughs> um, who. Speaking of the film Joker, actually, Todd Phillips made a documentary. Yes, about I remember. G. Yeah, Allen. I looked, and yet yeah, all the Allen joints are on there. So I was like. Okay, so Gigi that's one that's one part of the Allen verse, but what about um, a different Allen? So I searched Woody Allen <laughs> and indeed both his comedy and jazz albums are available on Spotify.
1: Uh it so might it let's... be the guy who listens to Woody Allen's jazz albums on Spotify.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should we see how many listens Dude. his jazz record has got? But... It's when when they had that big was it Universal Records had a big fire at one of their warehouses that destroyed loads of like master recordings. I reckon when stuff like that happens, it's something like that. Someone's been driven insane, either being forced to digitize and upload loads of really bad music, or just like music by proper (laughs) cunts. And they're just like, I'm just gonna
0: set this whole place on fire just to get rid of Woody Allen. uh, wild man blues soundtrack album by the way the first track on that album has way more listens than any of the other <laughs> track on that album with 680,379 plays so anyway there's a good selection of woody on spotify if i was interested um but i was going to also say that for any fans of anal cunt out there oh um, you
1: are, yeah. That was a big part of the um, Gapecast thing where <laughs> Gape's has anal cunt to do like 5, 20, 50 songs. It's like, oh, I know how they're going to be like three seconds long.
0: Now, like most anal cunt song names, I don't feel like I can repeat oh, I on, will on this podcast. <laughs> they have slightly fewer listens on average than Woody Allen's jazz
2: music. <laughs>
3: What, oh, my God, Spotify has is...
2: put together a curated this is anal cunt playlist. <laughs> <laughs> you can also obviously select the algorithmically generated anal cunt radio.
3: <laughs>
2: Fantastic. Um... Oh, my
3: God.
0: <laughs>
2: Someone at Spotify has put this playlist together and they should be fired immediately. Wow. I'm, again, not going to... They added six hours ago. This is fucking new. We're breaking news here. (laughs) There's two tracks on it that are unavailable. Looks like their album, I Like It When You Die, is not available on Spotify. because You can see them on the playlist, but they're greyed out. So you can't listen to either You're a Cop or Jack Kikovian is Cool. (laughs) (laughs) God, they front-loaded the really offensive ones as well. What was the one that I, I didn't listen to? I looked at the names of recently. Um, (laughs) You're just trying to give yourself plausible deniability here. I have, like... (laughs) To be fair, if they had a play count and looked at the Spotify page to see the names of the songs count, like, one would be much (laughs) higher than the other with this band.
0: Yeah, on the 2008 album, Anal Cunt Old Stuff Part 3, there are songs (laughs) including Your Best Friend Is You, The Internet Is Gay the guy who shot up his kid with AIDS is awesome. I went back in time and voted for Hitler. I'm Hitler. (laughs) And I... (laughs) And finally, I thought Hitler was cool (laughs) until I found out he didn't drink. (laughs) That's pretty mild for anal cunts. On that anal cunt old stuff part 2 album, yeah, that song, I thought Hitler was cool until I found out he didn't drink. That's actually what uh, Jeremy Corbyn told me while he was (coughs) necking glass after
2: glass (laughs) of wine. I, love the, fact yeah, that, that last I one, love the fact
3: that their that most last...
2: popular song on Spotify, the most listens of any of them, is I Respect Your Feelings as a Woman and a Friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Do uh, if Someone listens to that, that like, yes, yes, good, good band, give me some more, it's, and then no, no, never listens so... to them again and it's traumatised by the experience. <laughs>
0: that, I believe, is their third most popular song no, on No, no, it's got the highest play most...
2: count. It's third on the list. Oh yeah,
0: you're you're right. Why is that third on the list after BTR N words itself?
2: And I'm gonna give you a personally endorses eight. track number one and two on that list.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that one I respect your feelings as a woman and a friend. That's on their album Picnic of Love, which is a departure from the the core anal cunt sound, but features them going in a more sensitive direction with songs I would like as... to have
2: your daughter's hand in marriage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I couldn't afford to buy you a present, so I wrote you this song. My woman, my lover, my friend. In my heart, there's a star named after
1: <laughs> you and saving
0: ourselves for marriage.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I actually have framed art in my flat by the Gary Gary Geek. It's just called Japanese Ultra Shit Band More Shit.
2: <laughs> they have a twenty two second long song called Morrissey <laughs> and I really want to listen to it, but I also don't want that in my Spotify listening history.
1: <laughs> like no it will just like be twenty two minutes of screaming and <laughs> the most abrasive music you'll ever hear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they also have a song called Grateful Dead on that album, the same one with Morrissey on. I think oh, think yeah,
1: definitely put kind of, a Grateful Dead song <laughs> on.
0: But with them, like, the music is almost like an afterthought. Yes. No, we put, the music, yeah, I mean, they put
1: a lot more thought the uh, song titles than we do into the music. Yeah, the
0: lyrics are also an afterthought. Like, everything apart from the song titles doesn't really matter. You're not supposed to listen to them. You're supposed to just look at their song titles. God. Oh no, wait, this is a, just, uh, this is a. T- I,
2: I'm, I'm on Seth Putnam, the late frontman's Wikipedia page now. It's just got a big.
0: Oh wait, he died! Yeah, yeah,
2: that, that's why everything drops off in 2011 there. He, oh, he, he had a heart attack at 43, he's dead.
1: Uh... Yeah, the frontman died and no one else could pick up funny song titles to do that. Yeah, a, yeah, to... yeah <laughs> <over>. but There's
2: <laughs> a, there's a side project of former bands section on Wikipedia and it just reads like a list of their song titles. Shit, scum, full blown AIDS, cunt saw, Adolf, Satan,
3: <laughs>
2: Sirhan, Sirhan. That's a good band to be fair.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: different time, you know, when just like saying the most offensive thing. With, like, no, like, political <laughs> motivation. Just purely, like, just being a dick for the sake of being a dick was, like...
1: Oh, yeah, like, that's one of my many influences. Do. I don't know if it listen to... Well, I have listened to some of their songs, my shit, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. song titles <laughs> is a big influence on me.
2: They were almost a band made for, like, early internet. Or early, yeah, early popular yeah, internet. Yeah, exactly.
0: I remember, like, going over their shit in like 2009 2010 like listening to it with friends then being like oh my god i can't believe this band has all these root words and racial in <laughs> oh titles. my god so in, in in
2: 2004 putnam was hospitalized after ingesting a cocktail of crack cocaine alcohol heroin and two months worth of ambien he was in a oh. coma right their 1997 album had contained the track you're in a coma and he, <laughs> he responded to that in Boston Phoenix and obviously <laughs> rung him up from the proper newspaper and asked him about the irony. And his quote is, actually, it turned out it was just as gay as the song I wrote nine years ago. Being in a coma was just as fucking stupid as I wrote it was. <laughs> <laughs> a, a prescient artist.
0: <laughs> he foresaw what would happen. <laughs>
1: Like <laughs> a boat. Oh,
2: God. He, he previously had a prior heroin overdose and he's given an interview saying in 1998 I was dead for 10 minutes with a heroin overdose etc etc. On the way to the hospital the EMT told me I was going to have brain damage for the rest of my life. By the time I got to the hospital I was completely back to normal though. I'm going, to add a, uh, I'm going to add a citation <laughs> needed into that article uh, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Completely
0: back to normal for yeah.
2: the singer of anal cards. Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> it's relative.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why music used to be cool. Like, you had Ghetto Boys. Wasn't one of their album covers, like, Bushwick Bill got a shot in her face, and were taken to the uh, emergency room, and we just thought, yeah, we'll uh, make this the uh, album cover. <laughs> During a show in
0: 2000 in Providence, Rhode Island, Drop Dead opened for anal cunt. But when anal took the stage, Putnam began insulting Bob Otis from Drop Dead and eventually the audience, throwing out racial slurs and performing Nazi salutes. (laughs) Otis eventually got on stage and knocked Putnam off the stage and a fight (laughs) came (laughs) out. Other releases that have been promised included a sequel to Picnic of Love, Picnic of Love 2, and an anal cunt slash gay bar split <laughs> featuring unreleased anal cunt material from the Putnam Martin Linehan era. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure who Linehan is, but... <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. Oh, was- it would be like, instead of like something like, out of the songs called like your mum is gay it would be like your, <laughs> your mum is trans just like every track. <laughs> Hitler was not a trans man or whatever like something like that like so it's anal cunt material from a Putnam Martin Linehan era on one side and a record and a recording of Seth Putnam in a gay bar
2: oh, yeah, on the other women's it doesn't keep other men out <laughs>
0: It doesn't. It it doesn't say what Putnam was doing in a gay bar, just like playing music, I guess. But oh, these albums were never recorded, so he never actually they went to the gay bar. He was just like, he was just like, yo, I'm gonna go to a gay bar and record one side of an album
1: there. <laughs> <Are you> okay. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Jackie. Have you heard of uh, Yamashita Ai in Japan?
2: There's, a, yeah. there's an argument in the talk page yeah. about whether he was gay or not, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which,
2: which is, but, in, in a way is probably what he would have wanted. He would, yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, he does talk about being gay quite a lot, like, uh, generally about other people <laughs> being gay, but might be because he knows, you know? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm just saying, like, lyrics... Anal cunt were often cited as having common lyrical (laughs) themes that include misogyny, homophobia, nazism, anti-semitism, racism, politics, (laughs) criticism of popular culture, and ridicule of the unfortunate. (laughs) Although this has not always been the case. Many of these songs included insults and or targets, either general or specific to one person. Examples including African-Americans, Jewish people, (laughs) homosexuals, foreigners, victims of HIV, AIDS, rape, suicide and or child abuse, school students, musicians, actors and the citizens of Alston. (laughs)
2: I feel chastened now because I've just found the Guardian report. (laughs) Uh, They've clearly done the exact same thing we've done. I was just skimming the Wikipedia here and putting the funniest bits in the article. (laughs) (laughs) The album I Like It When You Die
3: developed
0: the idea of containing insults in their songs, with a recurring song title being X is Gay, with examples including You're Gay, Technology is Gay, Recycling is gay, the internet is gay, wind chimes are gay, and even the word homophobic is gay. <laughs> Another recurring, just preemptive strike against the critics there. Another recurring song title is UX, with examples including, you own a store, you live in a houseboat, you are an orphan, you go to art school, and you keep a diary. The band even parodied this theme with the songs You, brackets, fill in the blank, and I'm in anal cut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so this this is from a Guardian comment, so take it with a giant pinch of salt It's probably bollocks, but someone called Backward 7 on there at the time of his death has claimed Seth Putnam loved the village people. He once released a concept. <laughs> he once released a concept album about the baldness of an employee at Earache Records, which consisted of him singing <laughs> alternative lyrics, mostly concerned with premature hair loss,
3: over a cassette of
2: disco classics that was playing in the background. And then it goes on to. Then it goes I on may to have even... factually "Picnic of Love." Uh, and the concept of that's so that's probably true. <laughs> A concept album about goodness, sounds- see, there was there was goodness in him.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> that's very true. I'm just looking up, does it say, like, solo work? No, nah, it doesn't. He's just got so many bands, uh, Seth Putnam. Fuck, <laughs> well, for a guy who died pretty young, he, ma- he made a lot of music. <laughs> of <his hand. laughs> yeah, Jack, well,
1: just to WhatsApp to you, uh, Hannah Tarash, which is the most extreme musical artist I know. okay. Yeah, if you look at his uh, live shows, bit he's he's basically like a complete psychopath to the extent that any anal cunt would find him a bit much.
0: Some of the band's most infamous shows, including I cutting a dead cat in half with a machete, strapping a circular sword to his back and almost cutting his leg <laughs> off, and destroying part of the venue with an excavator and not a bulldozer against common beliefs by driving it through the back wall and onto the stage. <coughs> At a 1985 show in Tokyo Super Loft, the audience were required to fill out forms due to the possibility of harm caused by the show. The show was stopped due to I preparing to throw a lit Molotov cocktail onto the stage. <laughs> the, the, the performance cost is that yeah. yen, yeah, uh, six hundred thousand yen in repairs. <laughs> oh my god!
2: I found a, I'm just finding it, digging up like old Seth Putnam interviews and stuff. One on a metal site called The Gauntlet. And the article starts with this was in fact that's the name of the Clint this Eastwood. This is a few film. months before he died, and the, the article reads: In my interview with anal Collective frontman Seth Putnam yesterday, I mistakenly made the comment that I thought he was off drugs, and obviously annoyed Seth quipped, "What fucking gives you that idea? Who said that? That is bullshit. I am still snorting and haven't stopped anything. I am using more now as I've learned how to handle them better and control my reactions better." I'm not doing a ridiculous amount of coke anymore. Well, actually, I recently shot a gram of really good coke and got more fucked up than I ever have in my life. Every now and then I end up doing more than I ever have in my life. Every day is different. At that moment in the conversation, Seth began taking what was later revealed to be speed chased with alcohol. The secret to taking heavy drugs is just not ODing. I died two additional times after I was in the coma a few years ago. I have been legally dead four times I was physically <laughs> pronounced dead by a physician I can't be killed Can, <laughs> can, can, can we some sure. all that time Can we do a version of that that replaces the specific drug references with milk or whatever and, and then but ends yeah, with yeah. I can't be killed and have it as a gag <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: like yeah my game, I can't my be game killed said that like that was the first time we got banned from twitter well not the first time first time I got banned for the Mike Gapes things was when Mike Gapes was saying he can't be killed <laughs> he will live forever
2: I loved the tweet about Mike Gapes protecting people from Covid
1: oh yeah that was one of my gummy bands. banned yeah. <laughs> yeah I cannot be killed I know Jesus I will cure you
2: Yes.
0: A little bit from the Anal cunt Wikipedia page. The 1999 album it just gets Oh, worse, that's
1: my favorite took album. the idea yeah.
0: of intentional offense a step further with more extreme examples of racism and sexism. Examples include you're pregnant so I kicked you in the stomach. I lit your baby on fire and women nature's punching bag. The lyrics to two songs on this album were altered, and one of the songs on this album had its name changed from Connor Clapton committed suicide because his father (laughs) sucks to your kid committed suicide because you suck. (laughs) Because they were working on a record label in Britain where libel laws are very stringent. Another song on the album called Easy E Got AIDS from Freddie Mercury (laughs) contains the lyrics, Now Freddie's Dead and He's in Heaven. At his wake, you ate watermelon.
1: <laughs> so that is both both <laughs> racist. And
3: I love that yeah. he's
0: just
1: uh, first loading about an uh, anal cunt for me and Grant.
2: I kind of wanted to go and smoke my zoo pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, we've been now. going like two hours twenty minutes. So we should probably pack it in at some point.
0: Yeah, we've because... been getting <laughs> some. Real shit about like anal. Given you'll need to actually edit
2: this at some point. <laughs> oh god,
0: that's so
1: sickening <laughs> that I have to
2: actually edit. Every episode it. Okay, of this yeah. is just becoming a, an individual, me reaping, me sowing. Jack brought something uh, himself
1: by uh, inviting me on.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. You know what we're getting. I'm going get um, to. Anyway. When I go for my zoo, I'm going to listen to the rest of the 2009 U2 album No Line on the
2: Horizon. Why do you do it to yourself?
0: I actually like that one. It's the only post two thousand U two album I have any time. That for.
1: implies there's three two thousand nine albums you like by U two. No, I said post two thousand. Okay, so what are your favourite U two albums, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what, are YouTube, what YouTube What you Are you like listening the same fucking whilst we're away? What, what...
0: What's my favourite U2 album? Uh, like, the fucking ones everyone likes, like oh. Joshua Tree and Acting
1: Baby. Oh, yeah, the ones everyone likes, you know, but for one, two... <laughs> yeah, fucking...
0: oh, yeah, sorry, I mean, apart from people like you who just listen to, like, Japanese paedophiles and Gary... The
2: Peter. list of U2 records that everyone likes is literally that one song from that Batman soundtrack. That's it. <laughs> All
3: right.
2: yeah. I mean, they're good...
0: They're very... Are we gonna start pretending that you two aren't popular now?
3: Because I'm gonna pretend like, uh,
1: they're not popular, pretend they're not, they're not
0: shit.
2: They're legacy popular now, <laughs> like, it's, it's just all the same people that like them 20 and 30 years ago that like them now.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're, like, appealing to the kids on TikTok or whatever. <laughs> I mean, we can't,
1: we can't all be... <laughs> we can't with all Mac. be Gary fans.
0: <laughs> we can't all be... the kid I hear the kids on TikTok love Gary Glitter. Even he's, he's even set up his own account on there as it, <laughs> uh, to interact directly with his young fans.
1: Okay, man, you go and uh, smoke your suit.
0: Yeah, on that note, I'm bringing it back to Gary Glitter. We've talked about all the major issues anyway, like Jared and Lewis. Yes. Yeah, we've we've Lewis covered most going, of the main pedophiles so using like history now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, alright then, let's actually ring off before I run out of this space. Yes.
1: Goodbye.
0: Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye man. Bye fellas. Have yeah, peace.